This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey everybody and welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. We have a full house today. We have it's me, Adam Hunter. We got T-Rex with us. What's up? It's crowded in this joint. I love it. <laughs> we have Jake Ellenberger, yes. the juggernaut. I'm back. And we have <laughs> the world famous legendary surfer, Sonny Garcia, in studio. How are you? Good to be here. <laughs> it's good to have you, man. I've heard crazy stories about you and we're gonna we're gonna get to all of them hopefully, uh, hopefully they're all good <laughs> yes. uh, I just got back from the MMA awards writing it it actually it went really well Brian Stan hosted it um, nice were you able to change the monologue up for that guy I did I because I, Stan emailed me the monologue and he was like I want to add my own jokes and I'm like well I haven't even seen the monologue so I went back and just punched, punched nice. the crap up and uh uh the, yeah the, one of my favorite jokes I I uh, wrote a couple of them I said you know I said uh uh, Uriah Faber's here. I'd ask you to ask you to give me a thumbs up, but Herb, Herb Dean might stop the whole award show. <laughs> <laughs> so that 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 one killed. And then and then I wrote a joke. You know, there have been a lot of famous uh, fighters on shows this year, like Dana White. You know, was on The Shield, and um, Donald Cerrone was in blah blah. blah. I think I know where this and is going. Then, uh, Tiago Silva yeah, was in lockup. <laughs> so that, that, that got a big groaner. But uh, it was a, but it was a, it, it was a good good award show. Uh, it was fun. The the Mark Munoz sketch that I showed you guys killed. Uh, the wrecking ball. Uh, oh, they loved uh, it. I bet, huh? The Filipino wrecking ball. People loved. <laughs> the other one, people loved too. I, I actually, I did an MMA roasted video for them, and I was really nervous to do it. I, I did like a nine minute video, and then. Uh, they showed it like right after the intermission, and the people hadn't seen it sitting yet. And then it was only on one part. So of the nobody screen. saw it. No one was. Uh, people were still laughing, but I was like, yeah. "Oh, it was one of those things where it just could have went." I wish they would have set it up. Whose better. decision was that? Not mine. I, I would have had a plan the entire time. But um, yeah, so that was a little bit like because you, one of those things where you just, yeah, you, you ever have that? You're like, I can't wait for people to see this. And then they show it at the wrong time. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, it's not the big. My, my biggest one of my biggest regrets in my, like my life. I was thinking about this. Was I was at wrestling camp. I was at Dan Gable's wrestling camp. And at that that summer, NBA Jam came out. Remember NBA Jam? And oh, I was yeah. playing video games. All the time, I just was addicted to NBA Jam. You could play Shaq. You could be Shaq and Kobe. I think were a team at the time. Or, He's heating or, up. I think it was Shaq and Anthony Hardaway were a team. It was back even then. They were, uh, and I missed the. They had a whole thing to go to Dan Gable's house, and instead I stayed in the in the in the, in the and played video, NBA Jam, and, and didn't go to Dan Gable's house to see all his trophies because I was like online to play NBA, and I I still regret that. I was oh, like, I'll shit. never get a chance to go to Dan Gable's house again. Mm. Instead, I played stupid NBA Jam. <laughs> uh, I guess I got to get over it. I got to forgive myself for this, but uh, that's what kind of. For three! Yeah, for three. Another funny wrestling camp story. I know we're going off on a tangent. Was, you know, the first time I go to wrestling camp, I was, I was a state champ of Maine, right? It was a prep school 103-pound state champion. This is at Ken Churtow's camp in West Virginia. Okay. And the first day, they're like, all state champions stand up. So I stand up with all these kids, you know. Like, they go, these are the kids you want to beat. And I'm like a freshman, right? So everyone's looking at me, just like, give me dirty looks. And I'm like, Whatever. Every day after practice, there was a line of like 40 kids waiting to kick the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and succeeded. Like kids didn't even who weren't even at the camp showed up. Like it was like right. grandmothers showed up, it, and I got I, that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me, you know. But man, that was frustrating. It was God. like the line on airplane when everybody's lined up just to beat the crap out of. It's exactly what it was like. That's exactly what it was like. So anyway, uh, I know T Rex, you were in Oklahoma this week. Yeah, I was in Tulsa, man. It was great. We had a bunch of shows over the weekend, and uh, Gerald Harris. Showed up and did a spot. Very hilarious guy. And um, it was cool, man. We had a great time. Uh, three sold-out shows out of five. So, nice. So it was uh, nice. How was, Oklahoma? How was Tulsa? Oh, six. Sorry, six shows. Was that? How was Tulsa? Just to say, I'm glad to be back in California, man. <laughs> so, Tulsa is boring as hell. Mm, There's yeah. absolutely nothing to do there. <laughs> is it, was it like a two-teeth maximum at the show? <laughs> there, <Yeah>. was, <laughs> there was. <laughs> I was like, yo, you're supposed to have another tooth. It's yeah. in my pocket. Hold on for a second. I, I like Tulsa, but... Uh, it's a lot of fun. The I, club I like is great. Good, good people. And Jake, how was your weekend? It was good. It was good, actually. It was down in, uh, in San Diego for the, the Supercross event, too. Sonny was down there, so it was you're good You're still time. doing that? Yeah. I thought we said you were going to stop doing that for oh. your fighting... I'm just watching. I'm just a fan. I'm just, Come on. I'm just watching. You were just watching. So you don't. Yeah. You don't ride. Yeah. Oh, I ride, but I don't. I don't race. Those guys are. Those guys are the top. Those guys are the best. All right. Just watching. So it was a good watching. time though. We, yes. We don't want to have you get any kind of injury. No. 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 Now, did you get any tail? You're in. San Diego? I didn't. No. Every yeah, week is, you say on, you don't man. get tail. This is the, you're so full of shit. I, I used to idolize you, man. I'm starting to like. Come on. <laughs> that was a good night. I went. I went supercross, and then you know went home and. And went to sleep. You're like the jugger never bust a nut. But um so <laughs> jugger never bust a nut. <laughs> oh, so we're here with Sonny Garcia. Sonny, uh you are a a ten time world champion. No, I, I, I won the world title in two thousand and uh I won six triple crown Hawaiian triple crowns. Wow. So that's crazy. Damn. Now I heard now I was reading about you. You started now you became pro when you were seventeen. Yeah. Uh, right, and you had beat, and you were already better than the best guy in the world at seventeen. Well, in, in my own mind, I was. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, come on, when I was a kid. I, I thought I was the best, but no, there there were some good good guys back in the day. I just I just wanted to be as good as those guys. I, I think you seem very humble. You seem very, you're a very humble guy. But I'm 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 reading some of your facts. You were a, you 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 won the most MQS event wins ever. You're the second surfer to win a million dollars. Over a million dollars in... Uh, I, I probably could have been the first, but uh, I was going through some IRS problems. Right. <laughs> so I let, I let Kelly kind of more or less be that guy. All right. Now, now you were going through... Now, you, you were in, in, in jail at one point. Yeah, for, I, went, I, went to, I went to prison for, for tax fraud. Was that in San Diego or, or in, in Hawaii? Um, I actually went to prison here in, uh, up in Bakersfield. Oh, my God. So you're, 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 you're a big super... You're a big... It Surfing was, yeah, star. It was a it was it was, it was a paid vacation from the U.S. government. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, were you in the special uh, part of the? Uh, I went to prison? camp. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't even call it where I went. You know, it'd be embarrassing embarrassing to to call that prison. I I went to some camp that was just, you know, basically like a, a bunch of guys camping out. Club fed, basically, yeah, club like fed, all basically, white collar. Yeah. Did anybody test you at all or try to? <laughs> I I thought so. I, Meet I, me I in the way pool. To play with everybody when I was there, I was pissed. So um, <laughs> no, it it, it it I didn't get into any kind of no scraps. No, well, that's good because you're a big dude. I mean, what what are you? Two hundred pounds? Two like, two 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 fifteen? Right now. You're like two fifteen, and you're you're half Filipino or ha- half. What, what, what? I'm, uh, I'm mixed. I'm I'm Hawaiian, Chinese, Puerto Rican, Irish, Indian, Filipino. Wow, it was like a I huge, got it all. Yeah, I'm a huge a orgy. <laughs> you were like conceived during a bukkake or something. That, that's, 
That's that's crazy. Now, um, now, now you do you train? Have you trained with BJ? Jake saying you, you train with I, BJ Penn. I you know, I didn't train with BJ. I, I get to hang out with BJ. BJ's you know one of my really good friends. Um, I've trained with a couple of different people over the years, but you know for the most part, I mean, I don't train the fight. Um, I like the fight, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I haven't specifically trained with anybody. You know. How many fights have you got into in your life? A lot. Like over a hundred? I was just I, I just got in a fight like two weeks ago up at the motocross track in Hawaii. With who? Just some guy. <laughs> what what cut, happened? Cut me off. Some guy cut you oh, off. You while were riding? You were riding? Yeah, while we were riding. He was he was racing, I was just riding. I know, we kinda got mixed up, so And then what what did you do? I know I was screaming at him and uh basically told me it wasn't my fucking track. So we we had a little more than just words. <laughs> did you did double leg him and pound him? Or? Is he sorry no. that he said anything? Yeah, well, we, we got into it for a little bit. Let's say I, I, you know, I wasn't on the, on the, on the short end of the stick. <laughs> you know, I, you're like, first of all, I would never want to fight you. And second of all, I, I, know, I would never want to race you part, being I'm, that you're Asian. I'm, I'm getting so, old. So, for <laughs> Someone's going to get killed. <laughs> getting old for this fighting thing. But, yeah, how old are you? I don't like to fight. I'm 44. You're 44. You know, I, I'm 1969, rather, baby. Yeah. Is that, are you 44 also? Yep. Wow. I'm an old you're bastard. Old. Now, I saw you fight one time. You were in the, in the ocean, and you rear naked choked somebody. Yeah, that was that was a couple of years ago. Um, got into altercation. Uh, I, I yeah, I took my son to uh, to Australia to um, you know take him surfing and show him you know what a great place that was. And I think that was like the the second or third day that we were there. Um, guy hit my son, so you know during an event, so I ran down and put an end to that. What do you mean he hit your son? He punched your son? Yeah. How old just how old your son? My son was sixteen. The time, so yeah, you could see it on uh, on uh, YouTube. You could yeah. see that you could see that you, you the guy punched your son, and then you went up behind him and you and you put him in a rear naked choke, and then he just went out. Yeah, uh, under on, on, under the water. Now, did you get a uh, uh, submission of the night for that? Or <laughs> was there any type? Did, no, bonus? I, I got. I, I basically. Got and then Mazagati came and stopped it after he was already out for five minutes. <laughs> so. I got a ten thousand dollar fine from the, the association and a uh, good. Six or eight month suspension. Yeah, then you were wanted in Australia, right? Nah, you know, I uh, went and got a lawyer, stayed there for a little while, waiting, waiting for them to charge me. There was no charges put forth while I was there, and then as soon as I left the country, then the kid decided to press charges. Well, it said you went after the photographer too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, photographer. The photographer was yelling some obscenities at me. So I don't know, you know. What kind of attention he was he was hoping to get, but he got what he wanted. So okay, so photographers <laughs> yelling stuff at you. Did you, you caught the photographer and then pounded him out too? No, no. The the actually I didn't touch a photographer. The, the photographer was running. I was chasing him. You were chasing, and him. he fell on his own account, and you know fell on the on the ground. So um, I didn't actually touch him, but I got I got blamed for it. Somehow he said that I uh, I ran, jumped in the air, and kicked him in the back while he was running. But if anybody knows me. <laughs> Knows that I can't run very fast. And right. Being this big, there's no way I could run, jump in there, kick somebody in the back, and not get hurt. And wouldn't he have it on film, his <laughs> photographer? No, well, he was running. He might, he might have had had me on film because he, I noticed that while I was chasing him, he was trying to run with the camera and, and film me at the same time. So, <laughs> yeah, not. Well, you have a pretty crazy life, man. I, I mean, it's 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 a Woody? fun life. It's fun. I mean, do you, do you, is it anger? Have you resolved your anger issues? It seems like it's just some anger issues. No, I don't here. have any anger. I'm not, nah. not at all, you know. 
Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, I, I would say like anybody else, you know, I don't want to be bothered. You don't bother me. I, I don't bother you. I don't go looking for trouble, but right. mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to, uh, you know, to help you out if, you, if you're looking for that. Right. <laughs> and also, I mean, someone touch your son, I think you have a oh, pass yeah. to beat their ass. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And get away with it. So, yeah. I mean, at least temporary insanity. I was going to punch my son and beat his ass. What do you want from me? So how much uh, <laughs> how much Hawaiian puss have you gotten into? <laughs> Jeez, you joke. Yo, yeah. I think that's the fastest you've gotten to that question. Right? <laughs> I, you know, I've only dated a couple Hawaiian girls in my entire life. I've, I've always been about um, blonde girls, blonde white girls. Nice. You and Anthony Johnson. You and Anthony Johnson. So you and Anthony Johnson to hang out. So, so you, I mean, you've married three times. Yeah. Uh, is this is this the last time you plan on getting married? Or I, I hope. I mean, I, I love my wife, and uh, I'm trying to stay out of trouble. But you know, being married is a is a it's a full time job. Yeah. Trying to make that wife happy is, is sometimes impossible. Right. <laughs> does uh now what does your wife do? My wife. Um, Taking care of me, as I think, is a full-time job for her. Yeah. That's pretty much it. She's, you know, always taking care of my business so I can just surf. Nice. Yeah, no, I heard that you retired. Now you're making a comeback. No, I'm, uh, what are we, semi-retired. I pick and choose events that that, that I like to do, and then um, I've been just having fun. been trying to do some triathlons to stay in shape. And, wow. Wow. You know, and then basically hang out with, you know, guys like Jake, Jake Ellenberg. Stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the 90s, you were ranked top 10 for 10 straight years. You were in the top 10. Damn. I mean, yeah. you've, uh, you've accomplished a lot in, 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 yeah, in no, the sport. You, know, you just got to stop I, I love surfing. Up. For me, that was, that was, you know, it's always easy. But, um, you know, nowadays the kids are so incredible. The, the things that they're doing, I, 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 you know, I try to watch, and I don't even know what to call what whatever they're doing. You know, they're doing like skateboard snowboard maneuvers um, that there's no way that I could do. Wow. You probably have to lose a lot of weight to even try. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you're on the right track, though, man. And you seem like a very, you know, I, I read about you. Everyone who said, you know, people said, you know, when, when like, you meet Sonny Garcia, he's a very nice, humble guy. Uh, and then other people were like, no, man, he, that guy beat up my, right. my cousin. <laughs> man, that, that dude's not allowed in Australia. I mean, uh, and you get people I, that... I get that all the time. I've been getting some guy on my Instagram lately, like, oh, you hassled me when I was like 15 or something, like talking about 20 years ago. I wants to fight. I'm like, come on, like get get over it. Like, the guy's gonna wait till you're I looked at you, know? you wrong or something twenty yeah. years ago. You know, half half the time it's people like saying I you know, I got into hassle with them in some place that I've never been to or have no clue. But what, I mean but it seems like you like you said you've gotten over a hundred fights. Obviously, you know yeah, all yeah. of them were provoked against you. I mean there's it's, has to be it's you know, you get into you know, I get into a lot of things just because of who I am. People just they don't. They they read something about me, didn't like me, and want to start something. And like I said, I mean, you know, I don't I don't go looking for fights, but I'm sure not going to back down from one. Right, Jake. How many street fights have you been into? Um, jeez. You know, when I was when I was in high school, we used to we used to get in fights quite a bit, but. You know, after after high school, not a lot, to be honest. Look at those ears. Like, you know, now yeah. you take a look at the ears. You, you, you want to fight with no, them? Like, obviously, no, obviously he's not. doing something. Yeah, his yeah. ears on TRT. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to. I would not want to fight Jake Allen. But, yeah, after I started training, no. You know, it's just like I, you seriously hurt somebody. You know, I was talking to Sonny on the way here. I, I had gotten a fight. It was before I started training, but I seriously hurt somebody, like, at a party, and I, was, I felt bad. But, 
you know, in the moment, you don't think about that kind of stuff. So. Do, you, do, do you jump, uh, drop a cow on that person? <laughs> <laughs> no. Exactly? <laughs> oh no, no. Uh, just, it's the guy that some lunatic at a party was was just trying to you know impress some girls, and, and <clears throat> he comes out front and starts you know starts swinging, and you know, and then I hit him a couple times, and I put him in a clinch, and you know, I ended up doing some some damage to him. I think he broke his his uh, cheek and a couple things, but you know, I felt bad, and it's just like. This guy, this guy hit me first. So it's of like, course. you know, you had it coming. When I was uh, when I was fourteen, I uh, first time I got drunk. I went to you know I got, I got sent to boarding school when I was a kid. I came back, everyone was drinking, so I was drinking and drinking, drinking, and then I was like, who wants to wrestle? And I pick up this biggest kid who was like 150 pounds. I was 103, and I just straight double legged him. And just I had a beautiful double on him. I was so drunk, I walked into a tree and then like basically knocked myself out afterwards. And, and then this girl was like. Took her like pad and she was like, you know, what kind of pad? I mean, she had like oh, a, a maxi a, pad. Like a, I don't know, not her maxi pad, but she, she took like a, a towel and started rubbing my head, you know. And then I busted all of my pants. It was yeah, it was like oh, what? Yeah, and then that was that was that was not good. It was, the story took a really strange turn after that, but uh, yeah, puberty, man, rough, rough, rough. So, all right. Uh, speaking of MMA, uh, I'd love you to have you chime in on this also. So Tiago Silva. Last week, got into a standoff with the cops. A four-hour standoff? A four-hour standoff. It actually stopped, but then Kim Winslow stood him back up. But so <laughs> Somebody on Twitter wrote that to me. Uh, so so uh, Tiago Silva, uh, I guess what happened was there's this jiu-jitsu guy named Popo who was sleeping with his ex-wife uh, or wife. I'm not really wife. sure what the story, exact story. So then Tiago Silva came in with a shotgun, supposedly put the shotgun to his wife's mouth, and this is all allegedly. I don't. I wasn't there, so this mm-hmm. is just hearsay. So that no one can sue me or Fox Sports. So then, and then he leaves, uh, and then the guy call, the guy comes out, calls the cops. They go to Tiago Silva's house. He gets to do a four hour standoff with the cops, and and now Bellator ranked him third. No, so, so, that's, <laughs> so that's what's going on. Uh, yeah. do, do you know that Jake? Do you know the guy who Football? runs that school? Or do um, you know who he is? Yeah, I know who he is. Is he a badass? I don't know, I don't know him personally. Um, He's yeah. a badass. He is. Wow. I mean, from what I hear, you know what I mean. Again, I don't know him personally, but I, I heard he was he was sleeping, messing around with his wife. You know, that's just like just something you don't do. Dude, you Tiago know? looks insane. Like, why? Dude, right. even yeah, and then they're surprised. Consider doing that. That's crazy. Fooling around. That'll drive you into That'll drive you crazy. But, but you don't have to take a shotgun. I mean, there's a certain level of like, first Dang. of all, Tiago Silva could just could, could just beat him up with his fist. I don't even know why he even That's has what the to, judge said. Uh, really? The judge, yeah, because they were trying to like attempted murder charges or whatever against him. And the judge said, I'm going to drop those charges because I believe that you're a professional fighter and you could kill any of them with your bare hands. And if you wanted to, you would have already killed them with your bare hands. So the shotgun was just a show. Basically. That might, I mean, that might be right. First of all, why is he allowed to have a shotgun? Who, 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 who gave a shotgun to that guy? That, that's a, if I have a shotgun store and a guy with a huge tattoo on his neck right. who looks like Tiago Silva comes in, I probably want to do a background check and not let, allow that guy to have a shotgun. But you also that's, don't want to piss him off by doing the background check because then he could just beat the piss out of you. I don't. Yeah, well, <laughs> then you'd pick up the shotgun that he wanted to buy. But so, but according, according to Pablo. By the way, this is DJ talking for the first time. Okay, go on. Yeah, for the first time. Oh, go, go on. I think I've spoken about ten times. Maybe, I know. Maybe. Okay. Um, he claims that they were separated. Okay, so Pablo and, says and they, were, they were separated. She was out there dating. Mm. He was dating people too, but he goes into the you know the academy and basically says, "You want my wife? Why don't you take my car? Why don't you take my house? Why don't you take my money?" 
And it, then it, the guy should so, have said, so, uh, uh, said, cool. Uh, right. <laughs> so it was probably more of the fact that he knew the guy. Yeah. And it was like, right. you, you know, like if your friend, after you break up with your wife and your friend steps in, you're like, really, dude? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a small community, right, Jake? I mean, you can talk about that. Yeah. You know, it's, it is. It's definitely a small Community, small industry, so it's like it's more personal when it's somebody either. You it's more disrespectful when it's someone yeah, you know. Exactly, but of course, this you know. whole thing becomes a huge debate where somebody named Brasco on the on the underground says he trains and that that, that this guy could beat Tiago Silva in a fight. Uh, because this guy's an expert in jiu-jitsu, he's a black belt, and then of course that turned into, are you out of your mind? Uh, this guy was 1-0, where Tiago was like, what, 19-7 and seven or something in the, in the UFC against trained fighters, and, the, well, and this guy weighs, he outweighs him by 40 pounds, became this whole debate on who would win, Tiago Silva or Popo, uh, right, Popo, Popo? <laughs> I don't know, dummy. D- dummy, <laughs> who, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, I mean, don't sleep with a man's wife, I guess, but at the same time, if you don't know Tiago, if somebody just says, uh, okay, this is Tiago, you know, my, I got divorced, blah, 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 and you don't, you don't know Tiago Silva, I think it's one thing. If you know, as soon as, you, as soon as I would say, what does your ex-husband do? <laughs> oh, oh right. he's in the UFC. Oh, really? I don't care if he's John Dotson or he's a 125. He's in the UFC, I'm out. Forget, right. like, as soon as... You're tapping out as soon as you find out? If, if he's an Invicta, I'm out. I, I, I just, <laughs> I'm just out. If somebody leave Fallon Fox out of this. That's the thing. I actually, I, I, I told War Machine there was a time I, I went to a porn party and this girl, this Hungarian beautiful girl, I was giving her a ride home with two other guys and I said, "Oh, what is your, what is your husband? Do you have a boyfriend? Oh, I, I'm married. Okay. Oh, what does your, what does your husband do? He fights in cage. Oh, what's his name? War Machine. I, my, I mean, like, right. I was like, very nice. No, I mean, that's the guy that got thrown out of the UFC for being too violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, uh, right. And I, I told Warbush that story thinking he would laugh. He did not laugh at all. It was just <laughs> complete. Why were you with Mike? Yeah, with exactly. my girl. Well, I was just gave her, honestly, there was other people in the car too, and I just yeah, gave yeah. the girl a ride home. I did sure. not even come close to, especially, but, if, you know, you, you ask, what does your husband do? I mean, and if you know it's Tiago Silva, why? I mean, come on. And, and the chick where we're talking about. It's not Megan Fox. Let's not. Let's just say, I'm not going to insult his wife, but it's not. You know, mm-hmm. have you seen her? You saw pictures. Yeah, of her? there's lots of pictures of her, and uh, I mean, you know, an attractive woman, but it's not. You know, Carmen Electra, prime Carmen Electra. Let's let's just go there, okay? <laughs> let's remember it's Carmen San Diego. I love how people so, are surprised. Where in the world? What? I said I love how people are like surprised. Tiago Silva lost his mind, like. <laughs> Have you seen some of his actions in the past? Like oh, yeah. this, is, this is I'm sure this is shocking that this guy is a lunatic, right? No. <laughs> the funny part is that Dana White then said, uh, Tiago Silva will never be back in the UFC. I'm like, wow, you're taking a, a stance. <laughs> no, no, I'm like, I hope. Uh, I mean, I, nothing is Dana White, but yeah, that's. I, I would say, he right. you know, I mean, come on. He's not going <laughs> to. Although, uh, yeah, so anyway. So Tiago so although I, I like, did write that the fight's available on Fight Pass but between him and the, the, the cops. <laughs> fight Pass. If you hear that again, so what? All right, now, uh, so Tiago Silva, that happened. Oh, somebody said, that um, on Twitter wrote Dana was upset they let it go to the judges. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, that, that, that made me laugh. That really made me laugh. All right. So speaking of uh, War Machine, so I guess the fight's called off, but DMX was supposed to fight George Zimmerman in celebrity boxing, 
that was what was going to go happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, George Zimmerman said he wants. First of all, why is he a celebrity? That that's a whole issue in itself. He's not a celebrity. I guess. I mean, technically, right? Celebrity is people, someone in the public eye. So I think celebrity is a play on the word celebrate. Like it's someone who is celebrated by the public. They're yeah. not celebrating. Unless this you're guy. a clan member, you're not celebrating this guy. Or exactly. So he said he wanted. He's infamous. To, he's not famous. Right. So he said he wanted to fight someone. First, the game stepped up, and. Uh, Somehow the game couldn't get in. So then it was going to be DMX versus George Zimmerman, which I posted on Twitter that DMX better win. Otherwise, he's, he's going to know where, where uh, the hood at. <laughs> and War Machine writes, I'll train George Zimmerman. Oh, like, no. Yeah, he, which, of course, created an influx of people going, why would you train that asshole? Blah, 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 blah. Which I even said, I'm like, why would you train that punk? He's like, someone's like, the guy's a murderer. He's like, and then War Machine's like, last I checked, he was found innocent. You know, so then it became a whole thing. <laughs> but I honestly believe, I mean, DMX has had a serious crack problem. Right, that yeah, I think that's what wins, George Zimmerman I think Zimmerman wins Zimmerman. this fight. Be hilarious, hmm. but but I don't care about the fight though. I wouldn't watch it. You wouldn't watch? Yeah, you would. I, I promise you, I wouldn't. Why not? I, would, I don't want to give that bastard any like shine. I got you. No shine. But you wouldn't watch it on YouTube afterwards. I'd watch it. On YouTube. I'm not paying for it. Okay, you're not paying. Okay. Yeah. You would watch it though. You know what I'm saying, I'm not going like, to make it an event. Like I'm not going. Oh yeah, I'm going over you're here to YouTube. watch it Saturday night. I'm going to spend right. my Saturday night mm-hmm. watching this. Well, I don't think crap. Any, I don't think anyone's paying fifty dollars to go see George Zimmerman. But I'm saying on oh, YouTube you'd watch it, which would collect hits, which in fact you would then pay for it. Somebody would have it. <laughs> so who do you think wins the fight? I hold DMX. Always stick Tiago in there. Yeah, put Tiago, exactly. Yeah, put Tiago over Zimmerman. Put some blackface on Tiago and send him in those DMX. <laughs> well, Mayweather wrote on uh, <laughs> Well, Mayweather wrote on Facebook, I want to choose my next opponent. And then he put, like, should it be Amir Khan, Madonna? And then someone wrote George Zimmerman. And that got, like, the most, <laughs> that got the most votes. So, uh, anyway, so we won't even talk about that. Uh, Ronda Rousey has two movies coming out. Uh, she's in the new Entourage movie. Uh, I guess hope I think hopefully she's playing Ronda Rousey. I mean that, that might be mm-hmm. the the shtick where I think she's gonna play Sloan. <laughs> she's gonna play Sloan. Yeah. Well, Lesnar's gonna play Turtle, since that's what. He, <laughs> but, so <laughs> now, but but that but that asks the question: Is Ronda Rousey going to Hollywood? She's saying no. Fighting's her first love, but she's got another movie called The Athena Project, mm-hmm. which makes it up to four movies now. If you look, The Fast and the Furious, The Expendables, now Entourage. And the Athena Project, whatever that is, can this affect her fighting? Will it affect her fighting? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's got to. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy enough having a schedule just to, to be able to to fight consistently. And, and she's got so much on her plate. I mean, with Nitro acting in there, it's like, I mean, just being able to balance your, your schedule is going to be crazy. But I, I think she should. I think she should go to, to Hollywood. I mean, if she's smart, she'll she'll continue that, that door and really... You know, and really pursue it but down don't the you road. Think there's I mean, someone out there right now, training, but. like she's out there learning her lines and with an acting coach and on set in her mm-hmm. trailer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Sarah McMahon's the girl, but isn't don't you think there's a girl out there that's doing nothing? There's always somebody coming up, right? Yeah. There's always the next person that's going to train harder, that's going to want it more. 
But mm. I think we interviewed her a couple weeks ago. It was the chick that was Miss USA. Oh, Miss USA is training. <laughs> Whit- yeah, Whitney uh, yeah, Miller, the white belt. That's, that's yes, her. hopefully. I, I, she's hot. I, I'll give you that. She is hot. <laughs> oh, by the way, at she's the MMA up. Awards, I you know DJ told me that Forrest Griffin didn't like me, okay, because mm. of a joke I made about on MMA Roasted. So at the MMA Awards, I ran into Forrest Griffin. Oh, um, no. And, I, and I'm like, I can't wait. I'm like, this could go really bad. So I went up. I, he was looking at me kind of funny. I, I, I was a little nervous at the awards. I'm not going to lie. Because people were like, some people like Kenny Florian and uh, you know Joseph Benavidez and these guys, hey, I don't like, you know, like, uh, hugs and Brian Sand. Other people, I'm like, I hope I don't get punched because I do this thing like MMA roasted. I'm a little nervous right now that someone's gonna choke me in an ocean. So um, <laughs> I run into Forrest Griffin yeah. and I'm like, hey Forrest, uh, my name is Adam Hunter. I do MMA roasted. You know, I, I heard you were upset with the joke I made. I, I, I didn't I didn't mean to offend you. You know, so I just said that to him yeah. and, he, and he goes. Uh, well, you did. And I go, okay, well, I, you know, I, I didn't mean to, I, you know, I go, well, I'm a, a big fan. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. And then, uh-huh. and then he goes, you hit me with the apology before I could yell at you. <laughs> so I guess now we're cool because he was like, he was, after that we were fine. It was like, which is actually kind of a fun tactic to apologize to someone who doesn't know why you're apologizing right. and then tell him you're fine. But yeah, so I think me and Forrest are cool. Well, we'll but, see if he wants to come on the show now. Okay, cool. Well, we'll then, ask then, then that's the true, um, you know, yeah, forgive, does forgiveness, it. right? Yeah, a couple of years ago at the award show, it was pretty funny. Like, so you get these like awards, but you don't get to bring it home. It's sort of like fake awards, and then they, they mail you the award a couple weeks a couple of weeks later, which is not my idea. Obviously, I have nothing to do with that. But Diego Sanchez won an award and uh, didn't want to give it back. He was so drunk that he's like, "I'm not giving this back." <laughs> this is what I heard people backstage. They're like, well, you have to. He's like, no. So he just left his award. Because <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody wanted to tell him you can't keep the award. Right. So it was a, a, a funny story. Anyway, so, uh, so Jessica I uh, recently got popped for marijuana cannabinoids, which I don't even know what a marijuana cannabinoid is. What is yeah, I don't know what that means. So basically, she was supposed to come on our show. She went on the Ariel Hawani show yesterday. And then Ariel asked her about it. Oh, and she said that she Ariel. shouldn't. She, she said that she shouldn't. What was? No, no, keep going. I just heard Ariel. Gosh, it, he was sounds exasperated when he hears that name. So, uh, Jessica, I I guess she said that she was blood thinner. Or she said I don't know. She didn't have anything wrong in her system. Turns mm-hmm. out she did. She had some marijuana in her, and now she gets fined eighteen hundred dollars in eight payments. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Come on, eight installments, eighteen hundred dollars, and you know people are really mad at her. And I, we've been. She canceled her appearance today. She didn't want to call in. She's going through some shit. I've I texted her last night. We texted Mm -hmm. back and forth. You know, look, Jessica, I, I'm a fan of. I, I personally think she should be on the show. Mm -hmm. I mean, Pat Healy when he got busted came on the show. I think people will understand. The girl's father has brain cancer. She's going through a lot of shit. A really hard time. A really hard time. Mm-hmm. If she needs to smoke a joint, okay, to help deal with whatever she's dealing with, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. It's not like it's performing, enhancing this marijuana. I actually was talking to a fighter last week who was like, man, I, I wish my opponents were stoned when I was fighting them. And he's like, right. I would give them weed halfway through the fight if they were winning. I could tell them to take a couple bong hits. It'll help me out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know Rogan has said that it does help your performance. Personally, and maybe in hacky sack, but when it comes to <laughs> frisbee golf, frisbee golf, ultimate frisbee. Oh, I mean, come on! I mean, so Jessica, I for the record can fight, is hot, 
and smokes weed. Like, I would marry this chick tomorrow. I mean, she's, uh, other than the fact that she seems a little unstable, which, you know, uh, Evan may... All women are. All women are. So what are your, what are your thoughts on this subject? Yeah, I mean, you know, we had her on the show, too. She's, she seemed like a great girl. She's obviously going through some stuff, and, I mean, people like to... I agree, though. I don't think it's performance-enhancing at all. It's like, if someone wants to do that, then... Whatever. The only way weed is a performance enhancing drug is if you're smoking it watching a performance. <laughs> <laughs> it might enhance the performance you're watching. That's a good point. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. And Sonny, what about you? What's your, your thoughts yeah. on marijuana? I I could care less what people do. I mean, if they want to smoke and, and do their profession, so be it. I mean, I don't think it's going to enhance you know their their ability to do anything better. Have you ever smoked and surfed? No, I've never smoked. In your so, whole life? No. Maybe that's not, making so many fights. Not, not a smoker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chill you really? out a little bit. Yeah. But I know a lot, of, a lot of professional surfers that do, and um, I mean, I don't think they surf any better because they smoke weed. Right. You know, <laughs> right. So, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I, don't really, I don't really agree with that whole testing people for smoking pot. Yeah. I mean, I mean steroids is one thing, but. That's, that's, that's what I said. There, I mean, like, she would, like, there are people who get. Tested for, I mean, she's better off taking TRT. I mean, it's it was people that take that take steroids, they take you know growth, mm-hmm. they, they take all kinds of stuff. I mean, marijuana. Who cares? Uh, personally, all right. I feel the same way. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just I don't get it. And uh, Jessica, if you're listening to this, come on our show. We're on uh, your side. We were on our side. And, I, and she takes things very personally. If there's going to be a downfall, of Jessica, I it's that she cares about mm-hmm. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. She needs to just. Focus and be in the gym. That's what I like about Rhonda. Rhonda Rousey, to her credit, does not give a shit. Yeah, she is who she think. is. She right. she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. She you could I guarantee she probably gets more hate than ever. She doesn't, people get she boo her out of the thing. She doesn't care. She, as, as soon as she starts losing fights, then maybe she'll care. But she does not care right now. And my advice to be a, a, a fighter would be. And she deactivated her Twitter account, which is a good step, I think, because you're sitting there fighting with these people who are getting press off her fighting with them. Mm-hmm. These these smaller. Uh, these smaller websites and these other podcasts and radio shows are picking fights with Jessica I because they know she's going to react. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, leave the girl alone. Yeah. But let me, let, me, let me ask these guys a, a question as professional athletes. When you know you're going to be tested for, for something, why don't you just avoid it, right? Like, if I know here at Fox they drug test and mm-hmm. they do random drug tests and I could get popped and pro- possibly lose my job, something could happen... Why even do it? Like, why even put yourself there when you can go out, have a few beers, get kind of the same feeling of being in, inebriated? Like, why would you even do that, right? Some people can't. Some people can't live without their, you know, whatever their fix is. You Are know? you saying that it's uh, addictive? The pot is addictive. No, I mean, I know a lot of surfers that you know say like, while I was on tour, I knew that they tested in France. So guys wouldn't smoke for a month before France. Right. They're dying. Like the whole European leg, they're just the most grouchiest guys you've ever seen. You know, and just because they couldn't smoke weed. And I think so, uh, some people also the levels. They play with the levels. They go, okay, if I smoke two joints, I'm still not going to get popped. But they don't. People aren't scientists. That's the issue. They're athletes, so they they think that if take I take it a step it, further, then you the, the the fighters. You know, they haven't been known to be the the Mensa of athletes. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Another good point. By the way, DJ, I like you chiming in. This Thank is a you. Good yeah, question. you should do that more often. DJ. All right, I will. I, I will. like that. But yeah, I, I agree. It's like some people just need that like getaway thing. You know what I mean? It's like you know you're going to be tested. I mean, reality. If you're 
if you're you know if you're a professional athlete, you could get tested. You know, some guy could come in right now and test me. It's like, am I going to be surprised? No, I, you know, you know, it's going to it's possible. Maybe, maybe they need more more testing in in you know in uh, professional sports. Belfort ran, got tested. More random tests so that there you go. So guys are always and they on do their that toes, in the right? bigger sports, right? You know, baseball, football, they do those random tests. They show up, but maybe they're focusing too much on the the things like weed versus. TRT versus yeah, steroids. Absolutely. And a lot of, I mean, that, that's a thing. And it seems like now all of a sudden all these new steroids are coming out that they haven't even been known to test for. Although I got to say, Belfort landed in Vegas. They right to the testing. They, they right there. They, they at the award show, boom, he's really? getting tested left and right. At the award show? Yeah. Or Not, before no, the award no, show? right before the award show. Like he landed, they brought him from the airport wow. to the, mm-hmm. like, the testing center. It was like, I think they even like tricked him. They were like, Vitor, some guy had a thing saying Vitor <laughs> Belfort, and he got into the wrong limo, and they went to the thing. He had, he had, mobile lab. Yeah, we're not, right. going, we're not going to Caesar's Palace, buddy. He had two rooms. He had one for his testosterone and one for... No, but it was very nice meeting him at the award show, though. He had these three little kids. They're adorable. He's like this big, goofy dad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's fun when you see other sides to these guys, you know. Uh, by the way, so Roy Nelson said he's considering TRT. He needs to consider cardio. But um, he, he, he did say he's considering it. It's so funny. But a guy like Roy Nelson... Uh, does he, Roy Nelson need TRT, you think? No, he needs Slim Fast. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or a treadmill, is that it? Yeah, he needs a treadmill. But, but uh, according to Anthony Johnson, they should just let the fighters take whatever they want. He came out on a, uh, yesterday, he went on a, some kind of a interview, and he said, you know what, until they're playing, paying us like football players or NBA players where we can get the best stuff, they might as well let us take steroids. Hmm. Um I don't know if I agree with that. I think that makes about as much sense as uh, black vaginas aren't looking healthy. But <laughs> but at the same I mean, I don't even know where, it, you know, that's, if, that's just what he said. If anybody's listening that didn't listen last week, that's going to be a weird statement. Yeah, maybe like, what? <laughs> what? Black but, vaginas but, but don't Jake, look healthy. Jake, you, you told me a funny story about your experience with Roy Nelson in the IFL. Oh, it was it was Bodog. Bodog. Actually, yeah. We... Um, I fought on the same card, of, the same card as him in uh, in Saint Petersburg, Russia, in back in two thousand six, and I didn't know who he was either. And their fight was so they flew you. Who else? Um, there was quite a few. I, I can't even remember to be honest. How I mean, but it was you and Roy Nelson. I know Roy was on the card. Cain Velasquez was. It was like his second fight ever, and uh, they flew all you guys together. Yeah, you know, everybody came like kind of from different areas, but it was from uh, Calvin Air. You know, he he's the the big online gaming guy, and and basically just he's a big MMA fan, so he like he started putting on shows for fun, like spending money, you know, recklessly. But he was just like, oh, I like I'm gonna bring all these fighters in and, and put some put a show on. So, but with Roy, it was him. Um, I can't remember the guy he was fighting, but the guy was. He was way fatter than Roy. He was huge. Like <laughs> this guy looked like he had never worked out before once, and it was the most entertaining fight I've ever seen. Like these guys were like after like two minutes, Ramsey Moore. Yeah. <laughs> after two minutes, after like three minutes, they're both just they're, they can barely walk. They're so tired. Hands yeah, on their knees, looking at each other. Yeah, yeah. At one point, <laughs> this this guy had his hands on his head, and then like when Roy stepped in, he tried to like. Hammer fist like that. <laughs> Don, <tried> to <laughs> oh, it was so entertaining. Now, were you guys laughing? Yeah, we were laughing so hard. It, 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 like, <laughs> this is like they're filming like a reality show, so there's not like an audience. There's like 
Fedor's. I mean, there was like maybe 30 people total. It's you, Fedor, Cain Velasquez, Roy Nelson. Yeah, there's a handful of fighters, like the, some of the Russian, like... This guy uh, right here? Josh Curran. Was it this one? That was the, that, that was the fight. Josh Curran. That so, was the so fight. So you were at Roy Nelson versus oh Josh Curran. God. That guy is fighting. And Josh, I believe, they told me he was a cook at Denny's. 6'1", 257. Roy, Roy says, I'm, I know I'm one of the best in the world. <laughs> I'm a brawler. I'll bang for the buck. That's what this guy says. I love it. And, and he is. He, they told me he was a cook from Denny's. Like, he had just... They offered him a fight, and he was like... Look at this dude. Really? He says, I'm going to bang for the buck. That's amazing. And Baroni's in. Of course Baroni's involved in this. I think he was one of the commentators, if I I remember Oh, man. They got to bring back this fight league. Look at this dude. Where is he now? I know. Well, you got to watch the fight. It, It was... So entertaining. Because I'll, I'll put a link on, on dot com to this video. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe you were there. You, Kane, Fedor, Baroni. Yeah, and I had heard about Kane. And Josh Kern of all people. Josh Kern. You know, I'd heard a lot about Kane from from wrestling. You know, he, I knew he was a stud in wrestling, and then they're like, "No, this guy's going to be real good." And he had fought a guy that I had trained with a little bit, Jeremiah Constant, which is funny. Also a wrestler, but the guy didn't take training. So he trained like once a week. He didn't take the sport seriously. <laughs> And during the middle, like, it was one of those, like, after, like, two minutes, Jeremiah's, like... <laughs> Jeremiah's, like, gassed, and Kane, like, sock, just kicks him right in the body. Like, it was one of those, the arena's quiet, Kane just, like, soccer kicks him in the It's race. like a mansion you guys are in or something. It was, it was one of the... Now, were you guys fights. making fun of Roy? This guy just gassed this while physique. going into the, into the ring, by the way. This dude's got the worst physique. It's like... <laughs> A guy looks like Tank Abbott a little bit, sort of. DJ Linderman a little bit. DJ Linderman. And, uh, yeah. It's like a Russian palace. Yeah, it's like you're like at a Russian palace. They were making it like a reality show. Wait, so you guys are leaving. Now, you guys all giving Roy a hard time after the fight? Um, Well, not like, not to his face, but... (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was kind of like, I mean, they they were kind of like the laughing stuff. There's Calvin Aaron. Yeah. But it wasn't like, you know what I mean? It was like... Come on, everyone. You know, it was funny. Yeah. Like, the fight was funny. Everyone thought it was a good time, but it wasn't like we were like. That's the smallest directly. I've ever seen Roy. Yeah, no, the, Roy, I, this is a great fight. I mean, this, this is hilarious. J- Jake, I can't believe you were here in Russia. Mm. Good for you, man. <laughs> now, did you guys go out and like, get tail afterwards, or what did you guys do in Russia? <laughs> um, you know, they actually had a huge after party on, like, this yacht, this private, going to Calvin Air's private yacht. It was, it was insane. Like, three stories. Like, you go in there, there's, like... There's like um, midget this wrestling. This guy's taking it to Roy. Roy yeah. This guy's beating oh, yeah. Roy. It was. It, it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> it just goes one round. Did someone deliver a pizza during the fight? <laughs> <laughs> he delivers a right. He delivers a left. He delivers a large cheese pizza. <laughs> These guys are trading recipes. <laughs> Standing in the middle of trading <laughs> recipes. Oh, That's hilarious. <laughs> Instead of water bottles. I wish you guys. I wish you guys. I wish we had this on video. So you guys could see us watching this fight. But, but yeah. So this guy's punching Roy to the to the gut and the knee, which is the same thing. But. <laughs> So one of my good friends, uh, actually one of, one of my best friends, it's hard to say you have like best friends, but this guy's actually one of my best friends. I've known him for, for eight years. We, we worked on the MMA awards together for the first three years. We, uh, we wrote the sketches, uh, Dear Vandy, uh, the Randy Couture divorce attorney. Uh, <laughs> we, we wrote the, the Pawn Stars, the Phil Baroni. We, we wrote some st- great stuff together, me and him. He's a, he's a great, great guy. Uh, he's now uh, 
a broadcaster for the World Series of Fighting, the interviewer. And he's, uh, he was the, uh, the head boxing coach at Extreme Couture for a long time. Please get up. Joey Varner, how are you, man? Joey. Yeah. <laughs> That's an introduction. That's what I'm talking about. Right. How are, so I, it was great seeing you last week, you and your beautiful uh, girlfriend. Uh, how's everything going, man? Man, it's going great, brother. It, it, I got to tell you this, though, man. Congratulations. You, you killed it this year. It, you was, it was all you. It was, it was the one-man show, and uh, the, the skits definitely, uh, they definitely stole the show. So kudos to you, my brother. Oh, thanks, man. I, I, I appreciate it. I, I missed having you a part of it. Uh, so, you know, how's, uh, how did you get this, this great job at the World Series of Fighting? You know, um, I've been doing uh, the the interviewing stuff uh, on and off for like ten years. I mean, I, I used to work for uh, the Fight Network in Canada, and then Fight Now TV, um, and then this thing in Vegas, Seven O Two TV uh, for the IFL back in the day for a while. So I, I've just been kind of grinding behind the scenes for a minute. And um, the World Series of Fighting, you know, they were working with NBC Sports, and, and uh, NBC Sports wasn't happy the first with, with the first interviewer that they had, so uh, NBC Sports asked to replace them. They tried someone else. They weren't happy. And then uh, I finally got the call, and they gave me a shot, and uh, the big wigs at the network smiled on me. They gave me the thumbs up, and so the rest is history. Well, what's been the weirdest thing that's happened? Was it the time that the guy saw somebody take drugs and they canceled the fight? Or what was that? Oh, dude, that was the weirdest. That was the weirdest shit by far. I've never seen anything like that in the history of MMA. And it was like... Tell, now tell us what happened. Tell us exactly what happened. It was Jesse Taylor versus okay, Elvis so, Mutopsic. Yeah. There, so there was, uh, uh, there was a fight between Elvis Mutopsic and Jesse Taylor. Uh, and it was you know for like the four-man tournament to see who would fight for the middleweight title, the inaugural middleweight title for World Series of Fighting. And there was a New Jersey State Athletic Commissioner, and we were calling the... It's a lady, but we were calling her a parakeet. Yeah, she looked terrible. She a, yeah, yeah. She, this is T Rex, by the way. Yo, T, oh, T Rex, what's up, brother? <laughs> what's going on, man? How are you? The man behind the scenes. Man, I missed you at the last World Series of Fighting. I'll be at the next one in March. You're gonna be, oh, you'll be there. And thanks for interrupting, T Rex. Sorry, man. He was talking about the chick. She looked, ter- I mean, yeah, she looked terrible. She looked like a parakeet. Terrible. She was, she was like, uh, Four, four foot ten, you know. Three hundred pounds. Uh, about hundred fifty pounds. <laughs> shaved sides and a green mohawk. And I'm not like a like a Dan Hardy esque green mohawk. And, and, and then her and her job is the what is the? She was working with the commission. Oh, uh, she's working with the commission. Yeah, she's just you know supposed to oversee, make sure you know everyone's in line. And but she's one of these people uh, who who takes her job like super serious. You know what I mean? Like. Like it's almost like unlike our producers here. So, uh, so she says that she sees uh, Elvis Mutopsic's manager pull out this medicine bottle and and give him some some pills from it and take and he takes the pills. Um, now she goes and gets the commissioner. He comes backstage, you know, and, and eventually that the the whole fight was canceled. But, like, I interviewed her. You know, I'm supposed to interview her. So I interviewed her, and I was there when she talked to the commissioner. I was there when she talked to another official. And, brother, I swear, three times her story changed. First, it was like I saw him take the pills out of his pocket and take them. 
And then it was, no, I saw this guy take pills out of pocket and they give it to him. And then it was, well, I saw someone with pills and they were giving them out. I'm not sure. So she kept on changing her subject. You think she was um, taking the pills? <laughs> 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 I'm going to come clean on air. It was actually that was me taking the pills. <laughs> I had given the guy like a hundred bucks and he was supposed to give me him before the show. But our signals got screwed up. So I, I had to go backstage and I was popping pills beforehand. And, and, and I'm the reason why the whole fight got canceled. Nice, nice. So yeah, but that was that 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 was so awkward. I mean, that was and then Elvis was upset because he had, he had friends there to come see him, and then he couldn't fight. It was that was that was, it was a mess, dude. You know what? I'll be honest. The fight finally happened, and Elvis Mutovic he's a super tough fighter, but Jesse Taylor is just a much much better wrestler. He knows how to use his wrestling better in mixed martial arts, and so all that fight did was, or all that postponement did was postpone the inevitable. You know, right. I thought if anything, it was actually a favor for Elvis because we would have given him another eight, eight to 10 weeks to kind of tighten up his wrestling game. But, you know, still didn't, still didn't give him enough time because he still got dominated. Now, Joe, you started off as a boxer, right? Yep, that's right. I grew up boxing in, in, in the East Bay, Northern California. Um, my gym was the Conquer Juice Center, a nonprofit organization to keep kids off the street. And we had a great, we actually have a phenomenal wrestling program there as well. And I wrestled a little on and off. I just, I liked hitting people better, so. But didn't you, so, didn't um, you box uh, with like Nick Diaz and stuff, those guys? Um, when Nick Diaz first started training, uh, they brought him. He wasn't at, uh, he wasn't at Caesars original. He was at, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, Steve Heath or, uh, I forget the guy's name, in Lodi, who was a great, a Caesar Gracie affiliate. Um, and at that time, this is like uh, before anyone was in the UFC, before any of his fighters in the UFC. Um, but all, all Caesar Gracie's fighters would come to my gym to wrestle and box. And so I had a relationship with all those guys, and I used to go to Caesar's gym and help with them, you know, help with their boxing there. And uh, when Nick first came over to Caesar's, uh, I remember we, we sparred a couple of times back in the day. Now, do you, uh, everyone that, that comes here always has, usually has a crazy Nick Diaz story. Uh, do you have any crazy Nick Diaz stories? Man, you know what? I actually I don't. It's crazy. It, the craziest thing is I don't have any crazy stories. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like he was, you know, two of the kids sparring. You know, and I, actually I haven't seen him in years. And I saw him uh, the other night after the uh, what fight was it? Uh, I forget what fight it was. Oh, when he when it, when he knocked out Gray, when his brother knocked out Gray, that sucked. But I saw him afterwards, and he was just totally cool, biggest gentleman, like. Give me a little arm drag, headlock, like, yo, I haven't seen you forever, blah, blah, blah. So he's always just a totally, totally coolest dude, you know, in person. Seems like that. Now, uh, speaking of Gray, you actually, I remember you were the head boxing coach over at Extreme Couture for a while. Uh, and that was when they had, they were sort of, they kind of peaked out. And I, they were in their peak as far as who they had. They had guys like Jay Haran, Gray Maynard, uh, Mike Pyle, uh, Evan Dunham. Uh, I think Overeem was over there for a second, right? Uh, the other guy, v- Vitor Belfort was there. Forrest Stefan, even Mark Coleman was coming in. Like there was a time when you know every fighter, not just in Vegas, you know, just all the best fighters around the world were coming into Couture's to get some training in. So it was definitely a, a hot spot. It's still a super solid gym. I mean, I, I still go there. Um, we still got a solid team. Brad, Brad Tavares. Um, Evan Dunham, uh, Huron's still there, Martin Campman, uh, Robert Follis is coaching now. Follis is a phenomenal coach. He, he's just, uh, 
he's got he understands MMA. He understands punching into the tie-up. He understands, you know, chain chain wrestling and striking. He understands. He's got ground and pound down to art. So he, he's head coaches in the pro team now. And uh, look, look for look for a tour to make a strong push this next, this next year. Yeah, Joey. Hey, this is Jake Ellenberger, by the way. <laughs> My man. Boy. Ah, kind of through the bang, you will say. Bang, through the bang, you will say. Did you ever finish those uh, Pimplers? No, I still got, I'm still going, man. I'm still going. Awesome. I actually, <laughs> before this call, I, I'm doing, because we're going to, by the way, all you listeners that don't know, Jake Ellenberger speaks uh, Portuguese on, pretty damn well. <laughs> like, uh, especially, like, he never did, like, I'm doing Rosetta Stone for my second time, and this I did all this stuff, but Jake Brazilian cracked the too. books open. Ellenberger just, learned he, from he, uh, he just doesn't know how to say condom in Portuguese. <laughs> 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 oh man anyway what i was gonna say i spent i spent a lot of time with robert fallis man he's a great guy good coach too he's he's yeah he was also he's at team quest with with lin lin and chael and a lot of those guys for for years and and uh but man he, he's a he's a great guy great coach you know what else one of the things too he, he's really he's really developed is he gets the mental side mm-hmm. and he gets he gets the mental side for the different styles of athletes. Like he was sharing with me one of his philosophies of, you know, some guys are, are athletes, some guys are competitors, some guys are fighters, and some guys are, are you know, like 60% fighter, 20% athlete, 20% competitor, and, and just understanding the, the, the psyche behind each fighter, how to motivate them, what you need to do, how to assess and analyze, you know, which fighter is which and how to push their buttons and get them, get them primed mm-hmm. to compete or to fight or, you know, it's, it's cool stuff. He, he's, a, he's a really, really a sharp, sharp mind. Now, what do you think? Uh, now, I remember uh, for Belfort's fight against Anderson Silva, you were the guy they brought in to emulate Anderson Silva, correct? Yeah, I, I sparred Vitor a bunch for that fight. I was actually, I, I think I might be the guy, like, if you're fighting Anderson, don't bring me in. Because I, <laughs> I, I sparred, I was, I was uh, uh, Vitor's Anderson, I was also forced Anderson, and, and we saw what happened with both those two fights. So, <laughs> my, it's all, it's all your fault, Joey. So Everything, everything's your fault, just so you know. That, yeah, and, I know. It has nothing to do with Anderson Silva. It's, it's all you. Coincidentally, Chris Wyman didn't use him either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I won. Now, but, but, you, but, now, but you told me that infamous story uh, that you were there with the Baroni Hendricks, correct? Will, will you please tell that story? <laughs> I can't uh, wait so, to hear this. Well, here's how, the, here's how the thing first started is that we show up for pro practice at Couture's, and in the set, everyone, we're doing the early walk. Who's way? Who's way? Who's way? Me is Gray Maynard. Uh, I rode with Gray Maynard. Him and I rode there. We met Mike Pyle out front uh, and Jay Haran, and we all walked in together just shooting the shit. And when we get in on the center of the mat are uh, Johnny Hendricks, Jake Wolstow, Eric Bradley, and uh, Shane Roller. This is this is what's called team takedown. We not not we didn't know at the time. We just you know knew these dudes were on the, in the center of our mat, and they're just they're not really being friendly or they're not looking at anyone. They're not making eye contact. They're just ignoring everyone. Um, and, and Gray is like Gray right away. He did he knew who Johnny was and didn't like him from college. And, you know, they, they didn't wrestle in the same weight class, but he was like, dude's a dick. He's such an <laughs> ego. What the hell are they doing there? Oh, so nobody we come out on the mat to kind of warm up, and they're just standoffish. 
they're all in the center of the map by themselves. You know, nobody's talking to anybody. They're and nobody knew like why they were there? The it was like, no, like, like you no, guys are being no, invaded? No one knew. Okay. No one had any idea. So um, we're all kind of annoyed getting pissed. So uh, we call Randy, put him on speaker. And Randy's like, oh, my bad. I should have told you. I, these guys asked me to come down. I said, yeah. And I said they could come down. And he's like, I apologize for not telling you. And I think it was Pyle. He's like, yeah, but they're not just coming down. I mean, they're being assholes. They're just, they're, they're standoffs. They're in the center of that. You know, they act like they own this place. And Randy's like, well, let's welcome them to the gym then. Let's make it a big glove sparring day with no takedowns and everybody just green light the guys. Oh, and snap. And so people listening don't know big glove means that it's, it's full, mm, it's, it's, it's basically uh, boxing and kickboxing with big gloves on. So you can just bang the hell out of each other. Uh, and Randy, usually big glove day, you can do takedowns, but Randy said no takedowns. And green light, green light basically means just go just ahead and go 100%, like just light these fools up, you know, be merciless. And so um, that's pretty much what happened. I mean, they got, and, and they were all getting lit up bad. We were making their rounds. And Johnny had the, Johnny, you know, Johnny just is, is like, let's get it on kind of guy. And so him and Phil start trading, and Johnny steps back and kind of gives it up, like the, the, come on, let's do this kind of thing to Baroni. And Baroni just stiffs him, man drops him. Johnny goes stiff for a second. He gets up. He's trying to stand up. He falls back down like Phil's trying to help him up and he's falling over the place. It, it was nasty. Did Baroni go, I'm the best ever afterwards? Did he run around? <laughs> he, ju- he jumped on the cage, actually. He jumped on the cage and started flexing. Wow. <laughs> now, so, I mean, Phil said that Johnny kept wanting to go and then I actually, I asked Hendricks about it. He said he didn't know where he was for two days. He said... Yeah, he didn't even remember anything about it. But I'll tell you what, to his defense... After that, like for the next three months, he used to take my classes my, every day at Couture's, my kickboxing classes. And he was the nicest, most polite dude in the world, like so friendly. And then uh, he was so nice. Like I started doing privates and striking for privates and wrestling with him. So for like a year and a half, I just, he was, I'd give him like, you know, 45 minutes of striking, he'd give me 45 minutes of wrestling. And then Martin Cameron and I actually, started teaming up and, and Johnny was just giving us wrestling practice every single day. And he's actually probably one of the best wrestling coaches that I ever worked with. The way he broke things down, the way he, he taught moves, you know, yeah. like uh, a bunch of small pieces and then put the piece together and then teach it. It was, everything was chain, chain wrestling, offense and defense, piece by piece. He's a phenomenal coach. He's, he's a class act, Johnny Hendricks. Now, uh, is that the craziest gym story you have or is there one that, that, uh, that, that that no one's ever heard that you can get right here for the first time on Fox Sports. Damn, let me, this is tough, man. There's been some crazy ones. Hey, were you there when Neil Melanson cut his toe off? I was not there. I was not when Neil cut his toe off. Now, <laughs> Neil's out there, though. Now, is, <laughs> is Mike Pyle the best gym fighter in the history of MMA? Hands down. Hands down, dude. Stud. Pyle, Pyle, like, uh, and he's coming into his own this last previous year. You know, he got he got overwhelmed by by Matt Brown. I think Pyle just came out a little too slow on that start. But Matt Brown even said it in his post fight interview. He said, "Hey, man, I do used to beat the crap out of me in the gym. Like in the in the gym, Pyle is just nasty. I remember one time, you know, like I had been working on my wrestling, so all my striking was was." You know, all the striking I was doing was just to set up the takedowns. You know, that's all I was working on. And I remember I took Pyle down early in the round, and I'm so happy. I'm so excited. You know, I took Pyle down. Hell yeah. And, like, in five seconds, he sweeps me. 
and he has me pinned against the cage, and he's got me seatbelted, which is like my bottom arm is behind my back, and he's trapping it, and he's kind of in half guard. And I look over at the clock, and it's like four minutes and 20 seconds left. <laughs> and, and Pyle just starts beating the hell out of him. He's just smashing him in the face. Bam, bam, nasty, hard, right? I get a hand free to, to protect my face, and boom, he goes back to the body. He smashed me hard. I mean, he's just beating me, right? And I, and I look back at the clock, and it's like four minutes and 15 seconds left. <laughs> oh, and he goes, God. And he goes on and beating me and beating me and beating me for the whole rest of the He didn't tap you any second. He just he was just got this position. He's like, I'm just going to beat the living piss out of you. And he got to the point where I was just laughing. Like, I was laughing hysterically <laughs> on the brink of tears because there's nothing I could do. I was, in a, I was in a shitty position. I was nowhere I could really improve it at that time. He just, he just had me. So I just had to sit there for four and a half minutes and, and take my ass whooping. Wow. Yeah, damn. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. That's, that's, that's. You ever been in that situation, Jake? I have not. I've, yeah, yeah, actually, Jake's, quite a bit. <laughs> Come on, man. I, yeah. Who put you in that position, Jake? Oh, that, Munoz. I mean, I've, I've been in, jeez, I've been fighting for like nine years. Yeah, I've, I've, you know, you have good days, bad days. There's days where you're just like, what am I doing in the gym? But. What, what about you? We also have Sonny Garcia with us, who's uh, one of the best surfers of all time. Uh, has that ever happened to you, Sonny? Got my ass beat? Yeah. Yeah, I got my ass beat a bunch of times. <laughs> by, by, by who? Yeah. A lot of people. Friends. By God, every people time he takes a bad wave. Yeah. <laughs> right. Line, Waimea, you know, various places around the world. But yeah, no, I, 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 got, into a, I got into a fight um, in 97 when I moved here to California in San Diego. Some guys followed me in the car, me and my wife, and I got out. And uh, guys put a good beating on me. Wow. So put me in the hospital. Really? But, you know, you win some, you lose some. Did you ever hang out with, like, four guys that put on the dead president masks and robbed people? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, it's a point right. a I don't know. It's a really stupid joke. All right. So, uh, so Joey, um, we got to wrap it up, man. But, but, but yeah. We're making that movie, Point Break. They are? Oh, God. Yeah. I saw, I saw they were just uh, filming on Is that from Gladiator? Not Gladiator. Um, <sighs> Why are they doing it? It was a great movie. Fallen and 300. What's his name? Gerard Butler. Yeah, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler's going to be playing Blake? They're doing a remake. They're signing him onto it. Oh, God. It should get Will Smith's kids to be in it, too. Oh, come on. Jaden Smith (laughs) as Patrick Swayze. Uh, Well, Joey, man, you are a class act. What what can we see in the future for Joey Varner? Nowhere. I'm falling off the face of the earth for a month. I'm going to Brazil. So you son of a check insta check Instagram because you're going to see me in speedos, maybe a thong, <laughs> a little cocktail with a, an umbrella and some fruit in it, shaking my shaking my good stuff out on the beaches of Brazil. Nice. Well, uh, well, dude. Thanks for coming on the show, man. We'll definitely have you back. Hey, obviously. No doubt. I love you, brother. Congrats on everything. You too, man. Jake, man, and Mal. Bro. Next time I'll see you, Valero. Uh, Todd Rex, T Rex, love you, brother. I'll see you. Love in, you too, uh, man. In March. See you in March, brother. Be good, man. All right. Obrigado, man. <laughs> That's all I know how to say. All right. Well, that was that was Joey Varner. Uh, great guy, Joey Varner. Yeah, I love that dude. Yeah, yeah. He's a, you know, this is a, it's a good. One of these guys always has a positive outlook on life. You hang out with him, you just always has like, a smile on his face. Yeah. I noticed you didn't ask him about tail. Oh, well, he's, 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 I know his girlfriend, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I should have asked him about tail. I just, you know what, I, I don't want to get him in trouble. Those Brazilians, can, they, they're very, they're, you know, hot-blooded people. Yeah. It's like my ex was Filipino, and, you know. Oh, man. They're, they're the craziest. You get stabbed. 
Yeah, you will get stabbed. Have you ever got stabbed? No, I'm, I'm Filipino. Oh, I'm Filipino. Oh, you're Filipino. Yes, yeah. no, I'm saying but I'm saying she my, would stab I, me. I, my family will straight up stab you. Yeah. Like the women in our family. They get jealous very, very oh, yeah. over like nothing. That Jealous would be an understatement. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I would, I'm like, look, just because I think a girl's attractive and I pull out doesn't mean that, you know. But yeah, no, they, they would get jealous over nothing. Over nothing. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, so we have the first ref ever, a guy who refed every UFC from 1 to 73. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He's a retired LAPD police officer. Big John McCarthy, how are you, man? I'm good, man. What's happening? Let's go. Uh, everything's good, man. I'm here with uh, Jake Ellenberger, Sonny Garcia. We have, we have T-Rex. What's up, man? Uh, I just want to say, man. What's uh, up, What's going on, buddy? Congrats on all your success. Did you ever think the UFC would be what it is? Yeah, well, you know what? I always thought that people would end up falling in love with it. But to say that I thought it was going to be as big and globally international as it is, no. I'd be a liar. <laughs> I never thought it would be as big as they made it. So you, now let, let's, let's take us through the, the history of Big John. So you, your father's a cop for 30 years in the LA, LAPD. You became a cop. And then you just decided, I, I, I want to go into – that you wanted to fight originally in UFC 2, but they w- wouldn't let you? Oh, well, yeah, that's kind of a quick progression. But, oh, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what? I became a cop, so I wouldn't go to jail. It was a choice, really. Gotcha. <laughs> you know what? You just either put people in jail or end up going there yourself. So, you know, my, my dad was pretty uh, – Intelligent about looking at someone, figuring out what what they're going to end up doing, and you know, we all, we all make choices. And being being part of LAPD for me was a great thing. It gave me uh, something that I took you know pride in. If I think if you do it right, it's something to take pride in. And the fighting part, you know, I was fighting before I was ever a police officer and enjoyed that. And then just got to you know start teaching it uh, to police officers at a time when. You know, there was a lot of things going on and got to be part of uh, being a student with Horry and Gracie and Hoyce and Hickson, and it, things just went from there. Do you ever get confused and start frisking people during in the octagon? Like, you ever? <laughs> no, I don't think Only so. the black dudes. Do more now with our <laughs> before. It's almost the same. Now, now, have you had, how many MMA fights have you, have you had? Oh, no, I never, you know what, saying I had an MMA fight, I had, like you saw in the beginning with, uh, like the Gracie and action tapes when they would have, uh, you know, someone would come in the gym. I had that. That's not an MMA fight, and anyone that would say it is is a liar. So totally different. Never had one. <laughs> gotcha. Now, I mean, you're 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 a great ref. Uh, some of your other refs aren't so great. Uh, John's the best to ever do it. Yeah, you are the best. You are the best. You're the best. Now, what did you think of the Herb Dean? I gotta ask you the Herb Dean Uriah Faber stoppage with the thumbs up. What were your thoughts on that? Well, you know. <laughs> Here's the problem. Everyone thinks that um, it's so easy, and they think that you know Herb sees the thumbs up. Herb's not looking at a thumbs up. Herb tells Uriah to fight back. It's what he told him. And Uriah's interpretation of that was to tell him I'm okay by putting my thumb up. Well, you know I've talked to Herb. Herb never even saw thumbs up. And so Herb's job, and this is what nobody understands. Herb's job is to protect Uriah. Herb wants Uriah to go in and do the very best that he can do, perform to the best of his ability. But in the end, 
when everything is said and done, all the people within that arena, none of them have the responsibility that Herb does. Because if he doesn't stop that fight, and we'll say, I'm not saying this is what occurred, but Uriah is seriously hurt by it and can never come back and fight again because Herb didn't protect him. Herb is the one that has to live with that. Nobody else in that arena does, but Herb does. And so it's, it's a responsibility that most people don't understand. Can we make mistakes? All of us make mistakes at times. But if we're going to make a mistake, we want to make a mistake on the side of safety towards the fighter than one where the fighter gets hurt. Now, the fighter is always going to say, man, let me go. And I totally understand that. But there are people out there that are fighting, Jake being one of them, that are too tough for their own good sometimes. <laughs> they would, you don't have to protect them only from their opponent. Sometimes you have to protect them from themselves. And that's a hard thing for people to understand, but it's the truth, and it's the responsibility we have every time someone steps in that cage with us. That, now, was, that was the best damn response yeah, yeah. to that. Now, did, now, when you're roughing Team Alpha Male fights, do you ever want to give them a timeout? Maybe sit in the corner. So. <laughs> no. Now, what, now, a couple of your one of your colleagues, Josh Rosenthal, is in jail now for for marijuana. Did you, you know, did uh-huh. you did, for selling marijuana? Did you see that coming, or did, did he talk to you about that? Was he like, "Hey, man, I got some issues. Can you help get me out of this?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you know, the truth of the matter is this. Josh is my friend. I talk to Josh almost every week still. Um, Josh, I knew about the uh, incident that Josh became involved in about a year before it came out in the press. And, I, you know, yeah, I talked to him. I told him, you know, everything that I thought was going to happen. I told him, you know, what I thought he needed to do because he's my friend. And, you know, people get this thing. Well, you're, you're a cop. That doesn't matter. And, you know, I'm not going to – I'm going to be honest. I will tell you. You know, I have never smoked marijuana in my life, not once. But if you're going to ask me what's better, marijuana or alcohol, I've never once had someone try to kick my ass that was high on marijuana. But I had a whole lot of drunk bastards try it. Right. <laughs> so, you know, to sit there and say, is marijuana that bad? I think, in my personal opinion, legalize it. Put taxes on it. Let's make money off of that sucker. But, uh, I hear. I hear. After uh, Rosenthal got arrested, he had one call, and he called out Bisbing. <laughs> That's just what I. <laughs> now, now, uh, when you say "let's get it on," do guys ever start making out? God, I hope not. <laughs> if they, oh if they do, I'm just gonna walk out of there. <laughs> I got you. Now, you just got your black. Uh, you recently got your black belt by Gracie. So, I mean, you you obviously know what you're doing by by uh, by Horian. Um, do you ever sometimes get jealous of uh, like, hey man, I wish I could fight in the UFC? Oh, man, you know, the, the one thing I tell everybody is this. You know, Horian, back in 1993, asked me to be the referee of the second one. I was, you know, I was with Hoist during the first one, and, you know, I was one of his sparring partners and getting him ready. And, you know, I loved being part of that. And he asked me to be the referee. And at the time, I did not want to do it. I did not know what I was doing. I know that for sure, and I told him that. Uh, and I did want to fight. I thought that's what, you know, the area that I wanted to go, but you know, I look at it now. Could I have done okay back then? I'd have done okay back then. Could I do okay now? Hell no. <laughs> guys are so much better now. There's so. I mean, this is not taking anything away from the guys in the past, but you're you're talking about it used to be style versus style in our sport. It now it's athlete versus athlete. They're all doing the same thing. 
you know, you, you get guys that come in with a wrestling background, but they can't, they can't survive with a wrestling background. They need to learn the stand-up. They need to learn the submissions. Or a guy comes in with a jiu-jitsu background. He needs to learn the wrestling. He needs to learn the stand-up to, to survive. And so now what we have are guys that are coming into the sport that they didn't learn one style when they were young. They started learning everything. And they're unbelievable athletes and unbelievably technical fighters now. They're so good. The greatest gift Horian Gracie ever gave me was telling me, I want you to be my referee. And I have been able to be part of a sport that I love. I've been able to do things, go more places, be with more things, take part in more, you know, really cool elements of a brand new sport. I never would have done that if I fought. And so that's the greatest gift I ever got besides my kids and my family. What Horian did for me and putting me in as a referee is, is best. You're a very hot wife, by the way. Your wife is smoking hot. Good work on that. She is hot, dude. Yeah. You did, you did, <laughs> you did very good. Now, uh, now, you came up with the whole term intelligently defending himself. And that is a very, it's a very hot topic on when is a guy intelligently defending himself. What's your, when you came up with this, what, what did you have in mind and did, what, what do you still have in mind? Well, at the time when I came up with what I had in mind was I wasn't able to stop the fight. It was supposed to be, I was supposed to go off of one of two things. The fighter was to tap out or the corner was to throw in the towel. That was in the beginning what I had. Even if the fighter was knocked out, I had to wait for the corner to throw the towel supposedly for me to stop the fight, which is ridiculous. And so after the, after, you know, the very first show I did, I went to Orion and said, I will never do that again. And, you know, the, the truth of the matter is this. You know, I told him, I said, Horian, I know you care for your brother, but I know that, you know, your family's going to take care of him. But some of these other people are too stupid to understand that their fighter's in trouble. And the fighter himself can't tap out because he's lost the ability to control his bodily functions at that time. <laughs> and they're going to seriously get hurt. I have seen people in my life, you know, stomp to death, you know, Take a 200-and-some-pound man and have him jump up and down on a human's head. Watch what happens to the skull. Well, that was something I'm supposed to stand there and let happen. Wait, where have I you, can't wait, do that. Where have you seen that? <laughs> I've seen that in the real world. Oh, man. I've seen that in the city of Los Angeles. It's not a pretty sight. It doesn't leave a pretty sight, you know, as far as the after effect. And so you can't call that sport. And really, you know, yes, we're talking about fighting, and fighting is a different type of sport than every other sport. You know, when you, you can sit there and say, you know, I play basketball, I play baseball, I play football. You don't say I play fighting. There's a completely different aspect to it. And yeah. so there was things that were going on that I couldn't sit there and allow to have happen. And so I said, look, if a fighter cannot intelligently defend themselves at the time of a fight, they're so hurt that they don't know who they are, I'm going to stop the fight. And he basically in the end said, okay. And that was the start of it. Is it different now? Yeah, it's a little bit different. But you need to understand, fighters understand exactly when I'm going to stop a fight, at least. If I work with a fighter, I talk to him in the back. I tell them exactly what I'm going to do. I tell them what the, I will let them do. I tell them what I expect of them. And I will give them all the leeway in the world as long as they're showing me that they want to be there, that they want to continue on. But, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, human beings, fighters, I want to see I want to see the predator in the fighter. That's what we are. Our, our eyes are the front of our skull. We're not prey. And if you are a fighter and you start acting like prey, you're asking me to get you out of the fight. Wow. That's crazy. 
Well, I think Demetrius Johnson's eyes are to the side of his head. But other than that, I think that's... <laughs> I'll tell you what, Demetrius is so fast, you can't even tell where his eyes are at. <laughs> that's true. He's doing so good that recently Angelina Jolie tried to adopt him. That's how good... <laughs> All right. Now, now, is it true that Steve Mazzagatti was found from Foot Locker? <laughs> no, that's not true. Well, I, I, mean, I mean, why is he always out of position? I'm not always, but uh, so many times. You know, that's not, you know, I can't, that's not even a question I can answer if someone believes he's out of position. That's for you to ask Steve. I can't sit here and comment on other guys. You can't come you know, on, but that's funny. What, what you get a lot of, you get a lot of these people, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? You know, oh, you know, are you in competition? I'm not in competition with any referee. I'm not the fighter. And if, you know, and, and Herb has come to me and we've talked about fights, or I'll go to him and I'll talk to him about a fight. Because I want Herb, I want Steve, I want Eve, I want Mario, whoever it is, Dan, I want them all to perform to the very best of their abilities because that's what's best for the sport. It just seems that you and Herb are on a different level, though. I mean, to be, to be honest, it seems that you and Herb are like, like when, when, when I see you guys, I'm like, okay, it's, it's, like when, when someone says Kim Winslow, uh, and as much, Ugh. when someone says Kim Winslow, uh, nine, a lot of, there's a good percentage if the fight goes to the ground, she's going to stand them up. And uh, you're laughing because you know that there's that, some that, truth to this. That's the only thing she can make stand up. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, she's basically walking Viagra. But, but, so, Good one, T. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever said to Kim, hey, listen, you know, maybe you should let him fight on the ground more? <laughs> uh, you know, I've never had that conversation with Kim. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I don't think Kim likes me much because the one conversation I've really had with her that you know had any effect was after a fight of hers, and I don't think she liked what I said. So what, what did you say to her? You know, uh, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, you know, some of the things that have helped me, some of the things that have helped someone like Herb, is I I do this, I do this sport, I train people, I get my ass kicked at times. I don't like to tell people about that, but you know, I have I've been in the positions where. I've had someone on top of me because I'm exhausted and I can't get them off and I can't stop what they're doing and I know what it's like. And it's very nice when the referee does understand because there's times when, you know, again, fighters are so tough, they're not going to tap out because they look at that as a weakness in them. It used to be that tapping out was looked at as it's a noble and honorable thing for the fighters to do. And fighters have basically put a turn on it where, well, if you're in a submission hold that, you know, is a joint affecting, it's a heel hook, it's a knee bar, it's an arm lock, it's a shoulder lock, it's that type of thing, and you need to tap out, hey, go ahead. But if you punch at, if you're getting punched on and you tap out the strikes, you know what, that's weak. Now, do I personally believe that? No, I don't. But that's what you'll get among fighters. And a referee has to understand what it's like to be that person. And it is your job, and even though it's not popular, it's your job to take the heat, to get the fighter out of there, to stop the fight. It's good. It's what's good for the sport. It's what's good for the fighter to come back and fight another time. And if someone doesn't like it and they think that you're bad for it or they're getting mad at you, no big deal. Not everyone's going to like you. So you told this Kim to train? not a job for you to be popular. <laughs> so you, you told Kim to start doing MMA? No, I did not. <laughs> you went up to her and said, hey, listen, uh, you're not really getting the whole top and bottom position. Maybe you should take a class or something. Is that?" And then she got offended? 
No, that's, that's, that's not what occurred either. <laughs> so what did you, because I mean, this is a great explanation, but I'm still not getting what happened. So you, you went up to Kim Winslow and you're like, listen. You, you, Kim Winslow had a fight with uh, Chris Cyborg and Jan Finney here in California. Oh God, that fight was, she, that was stopped way too late, and that it, fight. Okay. And uh, afterwards, she asked me to talk about the fight. She said, you know, would you like to talk? I said, sure. And she said, she asked me, she said, do you think I should have stopped the fight? And I said, no, Kim, I don't think you should have stopped the fight. I know you should have stopped the fight. And I, and I asked her a question. I, I, I tried to be respectful. I said, look, no disrespect to you, but I have to ask you a question. Have you ever in your life had someone beating on you? And you could not stop it, and they're just beating the dog shit out of you. And she looked at me and said, no. And I said, again, no disrespect, but maybe you need that to happen. You need to have it happen. Oh, she probably because thought, you took understand. that as a Look at <laughs> If you've never been there, sometimes it's like, oh, they're okay. No, fighters will at many times lose the ability to intelligently think about what they're trying to do in offensive action. And everything they're trying to do is instinctive, hold on to something, grab a hold of it, duck my head. There's not a lot of conscious thought about it because they've been overwhelmed. And any fighter in a given fight can get overwhelmed by another fighter. It can happen. You get hit with a shot, you lose your orientation, anything can happen. And we start to react instinctively instead of having this thought process going through. We, 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 go, and we go back to our training, and that training takes over but there's not a lot of conscious thought to what we're doing, and the referee needs to understand it and recognize it. And at certain times come to a point where they get the fighter out of a fight where the fighter truly is not fighting, they're only surviving. Yeah, no, that was, uh, that was one of the worst beatings I've ever seen in my entire life. That was uh, that was like Tito versus Math. I mean, that was no, that was that, that was a rough, rough fight. And uh, I'm happy you said something. It was a rough fight. Holy wow. Well. Listen, we've learned a lot. Uh, you are truly an original, a, a great referee, great at what you do. You have your own gym. You're, you're kicking ass. And my son goes to his gym. Your son goes to, yeah. yes. He does. That's now, right. Any, and anything you want to uh, promote, Big John? Uh, you know, I got nothing to promote. Everybody on, that you know, supports MMA and you guys, thank you very much for what you do. The fighters deserve it. And I appreciate that, you know, because of you guys, I get to still do what I like to do. Come on, you're not, you don't want to talk about BJ Muda? Sure. Anybody that comes out and is in uh, California, you want to come out to Valencia? Come out to the school. It's in Valencia, uh, California, near Magic Mountain. If you want to see it online, it's bjmuta.com. If you want to do anything to think about being a referee, go to mmareferee.com. And let's see. If you want to follow me on Twitter, because I'll answer questions most of the time, it's John McCarthy MMA. Well, thank you, John. Thanks so much for coming on our show, man. I'd love to have you back. No, I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much, man. Thanks, buddy. I'll see you tonight. John, thanks, man. All right. Take care. Later, Bye-bye. buddy. Bye. That was Big John McCarthy. Uh, great guy, man. Great guy. His, whole, think... his whole family works at the gym, too. Well, his son, his older son is now a sheriff, but his younger son still works there, and his wife works there. Nice. And his daughter's there a lot. What were you saying, Jake? No, I, I think, um, you know, people don't realize the responsibility that they have. I, I like kind of his... Uh, 
his his touch on the whole Uriah fight too. It's like you know, in, in, until you're in that position, you really don't know how to how to. Do oh it. God, I would hate <laughs> to be. A, that was great be, though, right? That was a great mm-hmm. explanation. I would hate to be a ref. That would be. I mean, you're just asking for people to just complain. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's because like no matter who's fighting, you're gonna either get it from one side or the other side. You stopped mm-hmm. it too early, man. My boy was still all right, or you stopped it too late. Yeah, there's no winning. I mean, Herb Dean. Exactly. And the, I asked Herb Dean to come on MMA Roasted when I saw him, yeah. and he was like, "Man, I, you ain't gonna talk about me." Yeah, he's like, "No, I'll come on MMA Cuddle." <laughs> he's like, but, but I don't want to be roasted. That's what he said. He was, he was a Herb Dean's great. So we got Eddie Alvarez taking it home. Uh, we're late. Hopefully, he's still, he's still. Uh, Should I not call him show. handsome? Do not call him handsome. <laughs> In case you don't know, we had him on. I called him two months ago. He picked up the phone, and T Rex goes, "Hey, handsome," and he hung up. And, I, and he hasn't talked. <laughs> that to wasn't. Us, and he hasn't talked to us since then. <laughs> so that, that's how it happened. But that's not what happened. He did hang up. He did hang up, and, hope, and, then, and then didn't pick <laughs> what up. What do you say there, handsome? Then didn't pick up the next twenty-seven times to call. So, he hung up and avoided us for like three months. Yeah. So please do not say, "Hey, handsome." <laughs> Let's call Eddie right now. What do you say there, handsome? No, don't do that, please. <laughs> Hey, Eddie Alvarez. What up, brother? What's up? You're on with me, T-Rex, Jake Ellenberger, and Sonny Garcia. Thanks, to, thanks for coming on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's going doing, on, buddy? man? I, I know a couple months ago, we, we were talking about this. We called you, and then T-Rex goes, hey, handsome, and you hung up, and then never picked up the phone again. So uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> what? That Sorry, did not happen. That, man. Yeah, and, and then I don't know. I think I, I think I panicked. I don't, I don't know what went on there. That's <laughs> exactly. And then uh, I know that me and it, see what happened with like, we got off to a bad start because Abel Trujillo, uh, who I've been a, uh, a supportive of, told me to roast him. So he's like, "Hey man, uh, I have I, I'm coming out with a rap album." So I said, "What rhymes? One more, one more loss, and I get cut." And then you told me to go kill myself. And then, <laughs> and, but but he told me to make fun of him. That was the thing. We, we were kind of. So I just wanted to say I have no beef with Abel Trujillo or, or you or the Black Zillions. I no, no, it's I, dude. We I'm, I got pissed that I got pissed at your comment. Um, we're we're good training partners. I know Abel. For me, it was a personal thing because I know Abel. I, I mean, now of course he's rich, but um, <laughs> before that, Abel Abel's you know he's scraping scraping money together. He's away from his family, and the only thing he had was the UFC. You know, and I hope to to try to make some money with it. And, and I know, like, deep down, he don't feel good about that statement. So, you know, and I know he ain't going to say shit about it. So I took it a little personal. He never told me you told him to roast him, though. That was all. Yeah, he left that, that out. Was, no, because <laughs> I said... Cause that was some new information that maybe I should have known before I said Yeah, because I said, anybody want to be roasted? And Abel was, was like, hey, man, roast me. You know, so I was like, th- that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, one of these guys where they asked me to roast him, and the next thing I know, I have Eddie Alvarez chasing me around the country. So it was... Uh, <laughs> and he said, kill yourself? Yeah, and then he, and then Eddie told I, me to jump off a bridge, I retweeted right? it, actually. Oh, Thanks. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> and then, and then I, I go, "Hey, want to come on my podcast?" And he goes, "I'm not coming on your effing stupid podcast." Right? And then I was like, "And then I was like, oh, and I, handsome, I, made, and oh, yeah. handsome made him hang out." I like Eddie more and more. But then Eddie goes, "Then he goes, all right, when's the podcast?" Like two seconds later. So I was like, "All right, all right. thank God, this guy's." So anyway, so Eddie, now you you grew up in the worst parts of Philadelphia. Is this is correct? Yeah, I grew up in a uh, it's a place called uh, Kensington. It's where um, it's 
It's where Rocky was filmed. If you watch a movie Rocky, yeah. you know, a lot of the scenes that are shot in Rocky. Oh, was uh, were, it hard? I mean, did you get in a lot of fights as a kid? Uh, not necessarily as a kid, more as a teenager. When I when I got out of the neighborhood, I got in a lot more fights being outside the neighborhood. My, my neighborhood itself wasn't, you don't get in fights. If you did, you'd probably end up shot or something. So you didn't fight in my where I lived. I fought like, Normally, like, when I'd go outside my neighborhood where I felt safe, I would fight in, in that area. <laughs> but um, where, where I grew up, you'll see the movie Hiraki was filmed in, in Kensington. It's like boxing gyms on almost every corner. Nice. And um, that's when the neighborhood was primarily, when Rocky was filmed there, it was primarily, like, white. But um, as, <laughs> as, I, as I got older, it got more, you know, more Puerto Rican, more black, more drug-ridden, and then... Uh, it just it just got worse and worse. It's sort of one of them, one of the neighborhoods that just deteriorated. Got now now you're you're Irish and Puerto Rican, correct? Yeah, yeah. My father's my father's Puerto Rican. My, my mother's Irish. That's a, that's a pretty tough combination right there. A lot that's of drinking a, going on. A lot of drinking and stabbing. <laughs> so um, <laughs> <laughs> no, now some of your fights, man. I I was looking through your highlights uh, last night. I was I was you know I. Your fights oh. are some of the best fights I've Michael ever Chandler, I've, ever, I've seen ever seen in my life. I mean, Jake Ellenberger. I agree. I'm some of Eddie's fights have been some of the best fights I've ever seen. Like, uh, I appreciate that, Jake. No, I mean, even back from from Dream, I mean, we we actually fought in uh, in Bodog together like years ago. Yep. I think Costa like, Rica. Costa Rica was one of them, and then I in I think. Eddie fought in Dream a couple times and had some epic fights. And then, you know, now in Bellator, I mean, some of the best fights I've ever seen. It seems sure. like uh, like a lot of your fights have a similar thing of, like, you get hurt early, come back, and destroy the guy. Uh, it's like Rocky. Like, kind of like Rocky. <laughs> have, have, now, have you changed your – are you going to change your style or is that that's just the way you're going to fight and that's, that's just going to be you? Have you kind of – no, um, I mean, as I got older, that's not the, you know that's not the game plan going in. I'm not. I'm 30 years old now. I've been fighting for 11 years, so I mean, of course, when I was 19 years old, yeah, it was like everything to smash and grab and try to kill the guy, and and I and I really left most fights like a 50-50 chance of either losing or winning. Now, nowadays, now I'm a, a bit older and in, into the sport. I I don't I don't want to do that. It just happens that way, you know. I. Jake knows when you're at the top level, the uh, you know there's a real small margin for error. Everybody's really good, and when I never go against most of. If you look at my resume, I don't really go against like easy guys. Most of my opponents are tough guys, and I don't mind fighting tough guys. But um, I I wish I was more dominant in the fights, and it wasn't like you know these back and forth battles. Oh man! <laughs> well, it seems like the last one with Chandler, you start off uh, using using your jab and your right, and you, you using amazing footwork. Eventually, it, it got into a back and forth uh, battle. That last one with Chandler, how hurt were you in the uh, fourth round? Uh, I was banged up. You know, I, at one point I looked to the left, and like everything was sort of spinning. And whatnot. So I was just trying to hang on. I really didn't have have my legs like in, in the fourth in the championship rounds when when you're trying to sweep and you're trying to trying to get up. It's really tough, especially in that fourth and fifth round when you're on the bottom there. So that's a tough situation to be in. And uh, um, I wanted to do a lot of things, and I know a lot of things from there. It just really wasn't clicking. My legs my legs weren't allowing me to. So you're also, you're also covered just, with blood too. That probably didn't help. 
<laughs> yeah, I just took a little. I took a little beating in that fourth, so I needed to deal with that properly and then get back, get my head back in in the fifth. You know how um when he, when when he caught you with that flying knee. I mean, did that were you was that completely stunning? Were you completely stunned or no? No, that didn't. Um, the, to be honest with you, throughout the uh, throughout the fight, um, that that was a big part of the game plan. Was that you know I got hit a lot the first fight and um defensively I looked back at the first fight and I, I saw I, I looked back and I was really angry about my performance and the way I was dealing with you know his attacks I was coming high in the air my chin was coming up so I fixed them things the, the small details and in the second fight I didn't get hit much and when I did they weren't you know they were sort of glancing blows they weren't anything substantial I don't think you sucked I, mean, I think now in that first fight did you gas yourself out in the third did you punch yourself out a little bit I, I don't know, man. I know in the fourth, I I, I wasn't um, I wasn't responding like uh, like I normally would. I, I know that I went a little too hard, too fast when I make really bad mistakes quickly. So uh, normally I'm not. I don't panic. I'll think my way through a bad situation. I'll get out of it. Um, in the fourth, I got clipped really hard. Is it the fourth or the first? So yeah, I got clipped really hard. I went to the ground. And instead of thinking my way through it, I think I panicked and uh, and and I gave my back up. And uh, you'll see in the fourth fight, almost the same situation. The second fight, we had the same situation in the fourth, but instead of giving my back up, I, I went to guard and just took a beating all around rather than get choked. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's. I mean, th- that fight was. Uh, those were some of the best fights I've ever seen in my life. Uh, that was hands down. Th- that <laughs> uh, it was unbelievable. Now, are you surprised that Chandler's able to take some of these punches and not and not uh, go I, away? I couldn't believe it. He took a couple right hands, and you're like, how is he still even conscious? <laughs> yeah, I, I swear to God, man, it makes me. I've I I not I have a lot of knockouts on my resume. I do really well if I clip a guy. I'm usually able to finish him. Uh, and and that's most people, my training partners, and throughout my career. But Mike's got a hell of a chin, man. Because I, I've, uh, it's not like I, you know, I hit him with some really hard shots. Some shots I sat down on. I took my time. And uh, he's, dude, he he's got he's got a heart and a will, man. He's definitely up there. You know, if he gets the right guys in front of him, you'll see his true test of how how talented the kid is. But uh, he's a tough son of a bitch. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Now, your first couple fights, you were at, they were at 170 because nobody would fight you at 55. No, no, that ain't true. Oh, that's, that's, that's <laughs> no, not right. That ain't true. I, um, I wrestled in high school, and I didn't wrestle in college because I couldn't stand cutting weight anymore. I couldn't see my life doing another four years of cutting weight. I just, I'd, I'd be miserable. So I didn't go to college at all. First of all, and I definitely didn't wrestle. So um, when I started fighting, I just said, whatever I weigh, that's what I'm going to fight. I'm not doing that weight cutting thing no more. So um, whatever I weighed, which was uh, come fight time, I was usually about 168. I would just fight 170. Um, So I'd usually walk in the ring at about 68. I like the Anthony Johnson method. He he does the same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's how I actually want to retire. That I want to retire that way. Go back to like, go back to seventy, and when I'm comfortable with you know my skill and technique, just fight and fight whatever weight I'm at. <laughs> now, now, one guy you're supposed to fight was Nick Diaz, uh, which got canceled. Uh, was, was that does that bother you that you never got that Nick Diaz fight? No, it don't, it don't bug me. I mean, it bothered me when they canceled on me at, at the time. 
But uh, one thing in this sport, you know, that I've learned that things change so quickly that you really can't get bogged because, like, you'll you'll go insane. Things change so quickly with even at the highest level. You know, you you get an opponent and they drop out, or you know, you just seen with the UFC with the John Jones thing, they change the whole card. Um, you never know what's going to happen, so you kind of go go with the flow. Some things happen for a reason. So me and Nick never got the fight. I don't know why, but it just didn't happen. Now, um, after uh, that whole, uh, you were involved with like two lawsuits with Bellator. I don't know if you could talk about that right now. Are you allowed to talk about the lawsuits with Bellator and the UFC? Uh, I mean, I, there's nothing, nothing that is not already out there. You know, it's, so, it's, uh, it's pretty much out there. I'll let you know. I'll just stop talking. But okay, so <laughs> so so Dana White. Like, obviously, fell in love with you. It was like, I want Eddie Alvarez in the UFC. The fans want him. It would have been a great fight. You were, like, ready to go. And then Bjorn, but you wanted some kind of pay-per-view. You wanted money plus pay-per-view points. And then Bjorn Rebney was like, no way. In our contract, we have the right to match him. So he kept you. You came back and said, I want out. They said, too bad. Uh, You have to fight for us. You sued twice. Didn't win. Drop the lawsuit because you're suing Viacom and you're not going to beat Viacom. And somehow Ben Askren uh, left. Is, is that uh, – do I have it right? <laughs> uh, semi. I don't know. You're, you're, you know, you're, some, you're somewhat there. But, yeah, Ben Askren left. Um, and then me and, me and uh, Bellator in the meantime came to a resolution. And uh, we were able to patch things up and where, where, you know, I wasn't – you know, they weren't necessarily 100% happy. I wasn't necessarily 100% happy. But uh, – you know, we both did the right thing and and got the, got got the whole deal out of court, and uh, we dealt with it how we should have, like men, at, in at, the first place. At one point, you were uh, you were considering going to the WSOF as well, right? The, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was. I was going to take Ray Mysterio's place. I was, <laughs> I was actually looking forward to that. <laughs> so, so now, um, now, but you said Ben Askren should mind his own business. There was some kind of beef with you and Askren recently. Yeah, I just um, I, I don't really comment on Ben Askren or what's going on with him and stuff like that. I just I seen an article where he was like super opinionated about um, how much money that I should make, like as if he has anything to do with my finances. But he was seeing what I what I was being offered, and he was you know telling the reporters that I should uh, I should take that, and I'm I'm sort of like kind of implying that I'm greedy. That there's people making eight dollars an hour out there, and you know I should have took the deal. I shouldn't have complained about it, but um, you know he 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 understands now that he probably should have been quiet about that and kept his mouth shut. So every these situations, there's a lot of things you know that go on that nobody really knows about, and it's sort of ignorant for anyone to give their their opinion about it because you know there's some things mm-hmm. that me and Bellator needed to work out together and uh, nobody you know nobody necessarily needs to know about it so so let's say it's you be adding your opinion and you know. yeah of course of course i mean but that's what people want to hear are ignorant of opinions uh, that's why i have a career uh, so now um, so you do want to now let, let's say you beat chandler okay uh, you beat chandler you go out you finish him early uh, would you go to the UFC after that? Uh, I mean, it's it's all still up in the air, really. Uh, the thing needs to happen. Some things need to be ironed out before that. And, uh, you know, I can't. I'm, that's one thing I'm not allowed to discuss is the, the 
you know, the ins and outs of my the the settlement and the contract that was that was dealt with. But uh, you know, I I'm not sure what the future holds. I I will beat Mike Chandler. I, I'm there's no f-ing way that I'm that I'm losing. <laughs> um, it, this is more than a battle with Mike for me. It's more of a battle, you know, that I had that I had with Bellator. So and that I had with Bjorn and. There's a whole lot of things, but it's greater than Mike, and it it caused me to do some pretty crazy things. You know, move out here to Florida and move my whole family out here, and it, I've made way too many sacrifices to lose. I'm not not gonna, you know, I'm, right? I'm not gonna lose. So I'm not saying I'm gonna win. I'm just not gonna lose. <laughs> so you're gonna, so you're gonna, okay, so you're gonna beat Chandler and then call out Bjorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, me, me and Bjorn, we're, we're we're good, man. I mean, we sort of squashed our beef. Okay. Are you with yeah. uh, Are you with Glenn Robinson now? Yeah, I've always been with. Oh. Um, you know, I've been with Glenn for for a while now. Okay. Um, I'm I'm down. I moved from Philly about about nine months back, and uh, moved down here to uh, to South Florida. So are you a black zillion? Uh, are you he's working a black with zillion. I knew that. Oh, well, okay, we never mentioned him as being a black zillion. He's a, bla- he's a black, well, he's more like an Irish Porter zillion. Like a, but, uh, yeah, yeah. A, ba- a beige uh, zillion. Yeah, I, I'm like the brightest guy on the team. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. You're like the affirmative action of the of, He's the liaison <laughs> between white people and the black zillions. Yeah, when, when the Brazilians have trouble with the, with the black guys or the black guys have trouble with the Brazilians, I can't mediate it. You're the Jesse Jackson. Yeah. Now, according to last week, Anthony Johnson came on, and he's been very vocal about how much Overeem is not a black zillion. He said Overeem was checking out his meat. Uh, <laughs> his horse meat. His, his, his horse meat in the locker room. Uh, <laughs> oh there was all kinds of stuff. And then he said he's not really into uh, black vaginas because they don't look healthy. We won't, we, you don't have to discuss, dis, dis, discuss that. But what's up with Overeem and like, not being a black? Because a lot of people have come on the show and said he's not a, really a black zillion. I, I don't I don't know, man. I'm gonna be honest. Like I I go to the gym at 11. We have our team practices. I go back at eight. We have them, and uh, you know everybody does their own thing. So I don't really. I have my core group of lightweights. We have a hell of a lightweight roster, and um, we have our core group of guys, and that's who I concentrate on. You know, who's it? It's uh, you, Jay Z, Michael Johnson. We have uh, Michael, we have Jay-Z, we have uh, Gilbert Torino, Luis Buscape, um, Abel, uh, Sean, Sean Soriano. No, what were you saying we, before we that? A, you said I'll star what? I'll star what? You were saying I interrupted you? I'm sorry. He's just, he's a heavyweight. So, um, you know, if I don't really, you know, I don't really. Well, he's really I, a 135 me, me pounder. Me and him are never going to work out, you know. We're never, I'm never going to work <laughs> out with him. I really just sort of concentrate on, on the lightweight. Right. Well, Alstar is really a 135 pounder, but after you know taking all the horse meat, he's a heavyweight. <laughs> so I understand that. Now, um, now Eddie, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, now, is Tiago Silva was he in your camp? Um, I can't. I do that. I, I'm not a, just. Um, just I don't really want to talk Next about question. Tiago. All right. There's okay. A, okay. Yeah. There's a big. There's a big issue on. I'd rather rather not talk about that issue. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to get you in trouble there. Uh, let's talk about gay yeah, marriage. Um, <laughs> let's talk about abortion and gay marriage. So we'll have we'll have less controversial. <laughs> time. No. So you are married. You have kids. What's the deal? Yeah. Yeah. I've been. I've been with my wife. Met my wife when I was 15. We have three boys. How, um, how old was she? Been together. 
my wife's uh, 31 now and 30. Oh, that's so um, cute. But she's been with me from uh, right before I started this stuff. And uh, she's actually, they, they came here to Florida with me, and we're, we're trying this thing out here in South Florida. It's a little tough making a move, you know, moving away from the family and the friends and all that. But, but the weather's nicer. Yeah, we're doing it. We're Do you have any it. questions for Jake Ellenberger? Why is he there? Yeah, that, <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> no man, just uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of Jake. I don't want to make this like a you know, a, a, you know, like I'm a, some sort of I don't I don't even know how to word it. Without no one, no one's gonna but, think um, that. It's okay. No. I I watch I watch Jake's fights. Um, I, he, I'm I I love to like sort of emulate the style he has. Actually, the first Glenn asked me. Um, Glenn Robinson asked me before the Chandler fight. Uh. He was saying, uh, "Is there anybody that you would want to bring in uh, to get ready for Mike?" And and I don't I don't ever bring anyone in, but Jake was like the first guy I thought of because of the way he fights. He's, it's violent. It's um, he throws big shots. He takes risks. He's he's sort of the guy that MMA needs to sort of stay afloat. And uh, I appreciate that. I like your style, and I like like watching. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Well, Eddie, man, it's, it's, a, it's an honor having you on, dude. I'm happy we squashed our beef. I could return those 12 pit bulls that I bought. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> I, I was on, I, you know, me and Abel are friends. Abel's been on the show, and I, honestly, he's a pretty good rapper, uh, to, 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 you know. He actually. Yeah, I didn't even hear anything yet. We just, we joke around because Kevin Hart has that, uh, that alter ego called Chocolate Drop. So uh, we called Abel. Uh, I just messed around and was calling him. I forget what I was calling him, but yeah, he's actually a rapper. decent rapper. He uh, rapped about my hairline. So uh, <laughs> yeah, last time yeah. he came on, he's, he's a really he's a really good guy, uh, Abel. Yeah. So uh, and honestly, I've always been a big fan. Um, your fights are awesome. Uh, I do get concerned after you win. Sometimes you go into the crowd and start hugging everybody. And uh, yeah. I just get nervous. Someone's gonna like have a knife or something, or there's gonna be some kind of uh, some kind. I just did that once. I never. I, I don't. I didn't make a habit out of that. Oh. I hope I don't get stabbed up or anything. But I think yeah. I'm. I think I'm safe. Yeah. Just, 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 just be careful when you do that. Yeah. Uh, man, anything, one of the most. I mean, Eddie, one of the most exciting guys in the sport in my period, in my opinion. But you know, keep keep doing what you're doing, man. Hope hope to see you in the in the UFC. Anything you want to promote? Uh, appreciate it, Jay. Um, no, just th- thank you to, uh, you guys. Thanks to, you know, my team, the Black Dreams, Glenn Robinson, everybody at Authentic Sports Management. And, um, we're on a roll, man. Black Dreams are on a roll. We're going to keep it going in, uh, 2014. You guys are killing it, man. Well, take care. I'd love to have you back on. All right, brother. Have a good day. Thanks, Thanks man. All right, that was Eddie Alvarez. Thanks, Dan Handsome. <laughs> a nice guy. He's a great guy. Nice. I love how Adam's like, don't say that don't shit. Again. So the first thing he says is, hey, remember last time when he says, hey, Handsome? <laughs> well, he was afraid I was going to say, hey, Dan Handsome, and he'd make a thing up again. Yeah. I'm not good at I have, If something's on my mind, I have to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I'm going to not think about anything but what's on my Some mind. Some of the dates you went on probably didn't like these things you said. Though. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. That is very true so you want to be my girlfriend no i just kind of want to call you and bang you and then tell you to leave all right that's uh, uh, yeah i tell you how many how many honesty is not your friend sometimes man. but uh so sunny back to you man we have we have we have a world uh, so you know do you know 
you train MMA once in a while, or do you just? Do you... I, you know, to tell you the truth, I haven't been training anything lately. I'm, uh, I uh, trained all year. Did really bad in this year's Triple Crown. Got really depressed. Decided to run the Honolulu Marathon without no training. <laughs> Finished it, and haven't done anything Crazy. since. I've been just so what? Twenty seven miles. Twenty six point two. You ran twenty miles without no training. No. <laughs> Did you stop? I, started, at all? I just started. Yeah, yeah. I, I stopped at seventeen. Got on a bus. I did the walk run to twenty three. <laughs> then felt like my feet were broken, so I, I walked to about twenty five and then ran the last mile. What, did this take you a year? <laughs> I was not, it, took, it took me. It took me what six hours and forty six minutes. That's right? amazing. Good for you. Now, were you running from the child support people behind you? Oh or, man, uh, I was just dying. I was dying. <laughs> that's that's good for you, man. Oh, man. Yeah. You're some athlete. You so. should see this guy ride. This guy rides dirt bikes too. He's he's unreal. I remember he was telling you he he, he, he he's like, when are we going riding? <laughs> when are we going riding? The yeah, I know. I'm I always just, saying you don't you gotta you gotta fight. I'm not gonna be the guy that takes you riding. If Sonny Garcia is telling you that you have to be careful, I, I think you have to be careful because this might be the, one of the craziest human beings I've ever met in my entire life. So uh, so you've been surfing uh, now. I'm. I got uh, DJ handed me a note to ha- ask you more surf questions. The problem is I don't know a thing about fucking surfing. I've honestly, <laughs> I've never been surfing in my life. Uh, so that, I, so I went, that, that footage, that footage I just showed you of, of me getting cleaned up at YMN, actually, uh, John McCarthy was was there watching me almost drown. Really? He was there that day. We took him down to, to so surf. You, okay, well, now. Uh, Were you like, intelligently defending yourself against the waves? Or? No, I, I for sure was not intelligent <laughs> defending but, myself. But he did ask you, uh, DJ, I mean, T-Rex asked you during the break, have you ever been in a situation where the wave's too big and you're like, oh, man, I might die right now? Yeah, that, that, that day. That Actually, was, after that, that actual wave, the helicopter was above me. <laughs> All I could think was, throw me a fucking rope. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, almost, I they seriously almost drowned. Now, now could you... Um, could you cripple yourself surfing? I mean, could you break? Yeah, bo- they, they, I mean, you know, guys, guys broke in their backs, and um, you know, a lot of I've had a lot of friends in the last couple of years, you know, drown. So um, it can be a dangerous sport, you know, like anything. You know, if you're not prepared, um, and you know, nowadays, you know, in the big surf, they they they're coming up with these um, wetsuits that have flotation device that you can pull. That'll inflate, you know, if you feel like you're in trouble to inflate and bring you up. Like the you know, avalanche yeah. ones? But, you know, but, you know, in water, you know, so you have this CO2 cartilage and then you pull the thing that inflates and it brings you, brings you up. So if you, if you don't come up, if you're unconscious, this thing will bring you up. To, you know, hopefully somebody finds you in time. And I use that on, the, on the actual sand. Not even watching, <laughs> yeah. I would I'd have one. That, that's, um, that's insane. What's yeah, the longest I'm, you've been held under by a wave? Like... You know, 30 Minutes. seconds underwater is a long time. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, Does it help um, your vagina eating skills? <laughs> no. <laughs> Depends on how wet. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> really? I would think it would. If you could be underwater for 30 seconds um, when you're down there, sometimes it feels like hours. Even depending on the... Dep- depends on what that vagina looks like, right? Yeah. As long as it's not black. As it yeah. looks- oh, man. <laughs> what type of vagina do you usually go to? <laughs> now, you're saying mostly white girls. I mean, you must have gotten tons. Have you Have you, Have you? you and Kelly Slater ever double team? Uh, no. uh, what's her you name? never did the Eiffel Tower? What's that girl? Uh, Pamela Anderson? You ever bang uh, Pamela Anderson? No. <laughs> Definitely not. How many? Who's the most famous girl you've had sex with? Me? I don't. I don't, I don't like famous girls. I just like the low key. Low key. Yeah. That's actually her name. She's Hawaiian. 
No, I, yeah, I, I try and stay away from famous girls. But you must have had threesomes before and foursomes. And, <laughs> right? <laughs> You've never had a threesome He's before? married, oh, man. No, he can't no. answer these questions. Dude, he's a surfer. He got made a million I, I, dollars I, surfing. I, I've, had, I've had, you know, a lot of good sex. I can, I can say that. A lot of good sex. Yeah. Okay. Good yeah, for you. The, the, the professional surfing and surfing is a, it's a good, it's a good tour to be on if you're single. Yeah. Oh my God. Really yes. bad, really bad tour to be on if you're, if you're married and your wife's not with you. I couldn't imagine what Laird Hamilton was doing when he was in his heyday and he was single. I mean, a handsome young blonde strapping dude that was just like crushing the biggest waves on the planet and probably some of the baddest chicks on the planet as well. You ever see, you ever see like the, the the movie The North Shore? You see all the parties that goes on. No, but uh, you, you, you were there. No, but the kind of parties we have without without all the film crew. Wow, so it was just you, tons of girls putting out all these yeah. beach girls with their tans and their bodies yeah. and. The, Boobs going, yeah. yelling Ellenberger and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what went on? Asking if they yeah. had questions. A lot, of, for- a, lot of, a lot of women on tour. I mean, you know, the, the, the thing about surfing is, like, we get to see women half naked. So you know exactly what you're taking home. Right. right? Wow. Have you ever banged any female fighters? No. Although my first wife probably could have been one. <laughs> good, good right hook. Really? Hilarious. She punched you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What for? <laughs> Just for me being, being me. You got caught cheating. Oh, no. No. My, 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 I just had a very um, vicious wife. So a uh, white blonde? Yeah, she was half Hawaiian, half Caucasian. Uh. So she was blonde hair, green eyes, and good right hook. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Do you have any questions for Jake Ellenberger? <laughs> Do I have any Say it, DJ. Say it. You're a very un- you're a very unassuming guy, but you've had a crazy life. You know, you've you've, uh, you've lived. I've seen it all. You've seen it all. <laughs> I've seen yeah. it all. You've won tournaments. You've had threesomes. You've been to jail. <laughs> you've been. You, you were on house jail, arrest, yeah. right? No, I went. I went to. I, I spent three months in federal prison and then uh, seven months of house arrest. I spent seven months trying to talk my um, PO to send me back to prison because. Fuck, you know, house arrest kind of sucks. It was boring. You can't do anything. You're stuck in this little house. Like, at least prison, you got things to do. <laughs> I can't believe that you actually went to jail for taxes. I, and, and you paid... Well, the story that I read is that you hired an accountant, he screwed you over money, and then you went to jail. Yeah. That's, isn't that what you, you pay your accountant to do, right? So to keep when, you out of Yeah, jail. when something goes wrong, is it, I didn't do it, right? Right. But, you know... So what, guess, what was I his defense when you brought that up? Not, like I, I didn't even bring it up. I just, I was like, okay, I'm going to jail. Whatever. Now, is that account still living right now, or is he buried in a beach somewhere? Uh, <laughs> he's, he's still around. Man, did you, did you think about him every day, like when you're in jail? We're just like, oh, I'm going to kill this uh, guy you, when I get you, out. You know, I was just, we're, we're just down in the, the, the Supercross, and actually my, the accountant that put me in prison was his office across the street. Yeah, I think about it all the time. Trust me. <laughs> Take a dirt bike and ride across some, the street. Something that that'll never leave me on a how how screwed I get got by this guy and and there was no repercussions whatsoever for him. Wow. I wouldn't want to be on your bad side. I would not. <laughs> would you? No. Uh, yeah, it, I'm on yeah, his good side. Yeah. And I'm a little nervous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we all make mistakes and whatever. You live and you learn, and you know it's mm-hmm. something you know there's a lesson that I got to learn from. Definitely. 
Now, uh, have you seen any sharks in the ocean when you were surfing? I see sharks all the time. Man. That's oh. real bad. So, uh, speaking of sharks, so the, the other day, um, I've been, uh, been doing these triathlons just to try and stay in shape. So, my buddy signed me up for this one. It's called the Escape from Alcatraz one. So, I get to swim from Alcatraz back across oh, no. the, the harbor. <laughs> wow. Are you serious? How, how cold is that water? Freezing. It's like 50, 50 degrees. Water How many miles is that? I think it's like one point five miles. And mile you did and it? No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, gonna do, do it. it. Is there gonna yeah. be a boat following you to make sure you don't drown? I I hope there a is shark, <laughs> a shark net or a shark. Yeah, no, that's, that's the first thing. I was like, eh, kind of sharky there, right? Why are you doing this? Just because <laughs> it's 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 um it's for uh, it's for some kind of um, fundraiser. So. It's going to be for your hospital bill. It's going to be, you know, at least a thousand people swimming. So, the oh. chances of you getting eaten yeah, out yeah, of all yeah, those yeah, people yeah, to yeah. stay in the middle one, of the pack. One in a thousand, so. <laughs> I just can't be on the end. Right. right. I'm going to try and lose lose weight so I don't look like one of them plump seals. <laughs> so, so you be in Soul Surfer too. <laughs> so you see sharks all the time. Yeah. And are you ever nervous that they're going to... Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'd be lying if I told you, you know, I'm scared. I mean, would, can you imagine being in a yard full of aggressive pit bulls, you know? It's like T-Rex's house. Except for, except for, except for <laughs> you So know, those are my kids. Sharks yeah. have really sharp teeth, you know? They bite you, they take a chunk. Are you supposed to punch one of the nose, they say? If so they up? say, but, you know... I, I, mean, I don't want to find you're, out. You're getting bit by something, you know, you know 10 feet. It's got sharp teeth, huh? You ever meet that, you ever that girl who got her arm bitten off? Yeah, the soul surfer chick. Yeah. I know Bethany really well. Seems like a really cool girl. Yeah, no, she's a sweetheart. You know, it's an unfortunate thing. And, and you know, to see her still going out and, and surfing, you know, I got to surf a couple really big days with her. And I was having a hard time paddling around with both my arms. And, you know, to watch her paddle with one arm and, and duck dive through waves is it just beyond me. Uh, she's amazing. Yeah. She wins every game of I never. You know, yeah. anytime you have the game, I never. She would win because be, who's gonna have that? No, she she's hot though too. She, I mean, I mean, she's older now, right? How old is she now? She's I think she, she's got to be like 21, 22. Beautiful girl. Yeah, you know, beautiful girl. I, you know, I mean, such, the girl with the, such a good good outlook in life. Oh mm-hmm. my god, she was like surfing the next day. Yeah. Wow. I, I I couldn't believe that. She was uh. Or t- tiger sharks. Are those the most the most common in Hawaii. Yeah, we have a lot of big tiger sharks in Hawaii, but you know, my whole life they've always said, "Oh, you don't. We don't have great white sharks. They don't like warm water." But yeah, you know, then then you know, nowadays everybody's got a video camera or something, so they they've gotten a lot of great whites off the shores of Hawaii. So we got we got those to Jesus. Too. I always feel like uh, I mean, I, I respect surfing. I think it's awesome what you do, but I do always feel like it's kind of the the shark's home. Like yeah, the, you know, I never really blame the shark. No, for no, attacking someone. It, but you know, they, they, you have a greater chance of getting struck by lightning than you do getting bit by a shark. Hmm. Yeah. So I remember when I was at, uh, I was in Hawaii with uh, for one of BJ's camps. He was training for one of, his, I can't remember who he was fighting, but um, I met one of the guys who was in the Coast Guard, and he was telling me about um, they had to go rescue a, a sailboat that had from off the coast of Maui, like five miles out, and like. I don't know, midnight, two in the morning, something like that. And he's like, on the on the helicopter, he was the, he was the swimmer, so he he dives in, you know, get, and he has to swim up to this boat. And he's like, man, when I hit the water, he's like 19. He's like, I hit the water, all I'm thinking about is sharks. He's like, I've never <laughs> swam so fast in my life, you know. And 
and he he dives in from the from the helicopter and he's you know he's sprinting to this boat and it's like you're in you're five miles off the coast you're in dark water it's like you don't big, even know yeah, it's like Mark you don't know something's there. right yeah. behind yeah. you or right underneath you just looking at you yeah, like you have a way less chance of getting eaten by a shark if you're not in the ocean so that's, uh, <laughs> but, I, I don't but I don't get that like why would you have to dive into the water like wouldn't you I, I'd be like can you just yeah. chop me, me on the boat, on the yeah. boat? <laughs> lower me out of the I know I give you a lot of credit, man. That's one thing I've I've always uh, thought look really cool and seemed a lot of fun with surfing. So, so what, what's the what's the biggest wave you've ever ridden? Like document, not not, not even uh, documented, just like you going out there and thirty forty feet. So now, when you say thirty forty feet, yeah. a lot of people don't know that that's measured from the back of the wave, not the it, face of the wave, right? It's big. You so know, that's like you know, an eight-story building. That's like me saying I'm like seven inches. I'm, I'm too busy. <laughs> but you're measuring to, from the taint. Yeah, I'm too busy trying to make the wave, not you know, see taking a look to see how big it actually is. I can I can just tell you that it you know as big as they get. Do you think guys are pushing pushing the limits too far? Like they're they're poking Mother Nature a um, little bit too much. Like you know, that's that's a trick question because I see you know some of these guys you know train and that's what they do and they're re- really well prepared. You know, I can see those guys, but then you have, you know, other ding-dongs that watch on TV. Like, yeah. hey, I stayed in the Best Western last night. I'm going to go surf 50-foot waves tomorrow, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> um, you know, in that sense, no, because, you Ding-dong. know, even with those, with even with the the, the flotation devices that I, that I said, you know, most guys are using, I'm old school. I think that if, you, if you're going to need a device like that, maybe you should not be out there, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, some of those guys are just ridiculous. You know, that that wave off of uh, Portugal that they've been surfing. Like, you know, um, Garrett McNamara. Yeah, like almost a hundred foot wave. Jesus, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a ten story when, building. When you're on well, a wave Ron like Nelson that, there's nobody coming day. to get you. Was that Roy Nelson went jogging yeah. that you day? <laughs> so if some, something goes bad, you're you're pretty much on your own. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. That's amazing stuff. You know. Like what? Let, let me ask one more question about just just surfing. Sorry, I wanted to jump in. Oh, it's here. okay. Um, so, how do you see the tour going? You know, there's the changes, and I think it. I think it's going to be you know good. Um, you know, back back way back when we talked about it. You know, about the ASP owning the events rather than than the the sponsors, right? So now they've they've got back to where the association owns events. Now the sponsors just sponsor the event. They have that new group um, that are coming on that is going to help get better TV packages. So they're just going to concentrate on that. Um, I think it's you know kind of exciting to see you know that that change. You know maybe surfing will finally become you know mainstream sport. Um, whether it does or not, I, I think it's insane. You know just watching the kids and what they're doing now, um, and you know to see the amount of money that some of these kids are making is just incredible. I mean, I, I'm stoked, you know, watch, watching all that. I wish, I wish I would have, been, you know, came a little bit later in my career. But that's every but, pioneer, man. Yeah, but you know, but then again, I mean, I made a, I made good, good amount of money, you know, a lot more than the guys before me. So I guess that's the way it is. Um, but you know, I, I, unlike the guys from before me, I want to be stoked for the kids making a lot of money and seeing, you know, the su- success that they have, rather than be like, kid, yeah, you want to be that bitter old surfer guy. Now, uh, the last final question. There are some really hot female surfers out there. Oh yeah, especially nowadays. What is the best way to sleep with them? 
I don't know, to tell you the truth. Like, I have no surfing experience. I have nothing in common with them other than I have a penis and they have a vagina. That's, probably, that's, okay, the, that's, best, that's, that's the best that's way probably, to sleep with That's probably work, working in your, in your favor because I know, mo- like, most most guy surfers won't date the female, the surfers. female surfers as, as well. So as I see a hot surfer chick, and what should my rap be? Coming from a guy who's banging I, 500 I, females. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I, I have no. I have no idea. I'm t- I, I have no game when it comes to picking up girls. Come on. Not 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 at all. You got married six times during the show. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I know. I ha- you, you can ask my wife. I have no game. You have no game. No. You should probably tell her since they don't so guys don't date the girls in the surfing community. You could just say yeah. like I don't surf, but I have yeah. a longboard. That's what I should say. Yeah. Why not? I don't surf, but I have a long board. <laughs> yeah. Well Would you like to see my Woody? Yeah. Well, that's that's great, dude. Tell us about tell us about your bodyboard. Do not do. Right, so <laughs> what T Rex says. Just do the opposite. I don't surf, but I have a long board. Does that does that work? That's not gonna work. It might work. It might work. You it might work. It might work. Actually, Sonny, where's, where's the the coolest place you've been in the world? Fox Studios. Even even though I can't go there anymore, uh, Bakersfield. <laughs> I, I I love Australia. You know, Australia. Yeah. Um, so you banned for life from there? No, nah, I think I think. Well, I haven't gone back. I think in Queensland they're still looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, um, no one listens to this one, so they won't find you. No, <laughs> no, it, yeah, it, it, it is. I, eventually, I'll make it back there to you know deal with deal with you know the charges. But I I, I love Australia. You know the people people there are incredible. You know the the weather's always great. They got good waves. Um, people like to drink and, and have a good time. Um, you can go there, get good waves, casino, you know, the whole Vegas life right there in Queensland is, is incredible. All right. Well, that, listen, that was Sonny Garcia. You seem like a very, everyone said, look, I, I read the, I read the reviews. They say you're a nice down to earth guy and they were right, man. That I don't care. I just, I, I, I will never crash into your son. <laughs> in an ocean, okay? Because I don't want to get rear naked choked. Uh, but you're you're a beast of a dude. Make sure that Jake Ellenberger doesn't ride a with, dirt bike. Ride dirt bikes. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we have a couple. I'm actually going tomorrow, but that's <laughs> Any, not here. Really? Today. Anything you want to promote, by the way? <laughs> no, man. I, I just wish everybody, you know, much peace and happiness in their lives. Um, I know nowadays, you know, with everything going on and the economy's bad and people losing their jobs. Uh, you know, just wish everybody all the best at just finding that little bit of happiness in their life. Nice. That's very uh, zen-like yeah. of you. I, I wish chaos on everybody. No, okay, all right. So, um, <laughs> all right. So we have a UFC fight night coming up. Uh, we're going to get our picks. <clears throat> Leona Machida is taking on Musasi this Saturday night from Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake... You're the fighter out of the group, well, except for him who's had 900 fights uh, in <laughs> shallow fights water. Okay, so water. <laughs> who are you picking? Uh, I, I'm going to go with Mus- um, no, I'm sorry, Machida, and uh, he just—he's one of those guys. I think he's the best at managing distance, and he's extremely fast for uh, for for the bigger guys. Um, I'm going to go with Masas. I'm sorry, Machida, 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 Machida as well. I'm going Machida also. Uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, Masasi is 21 and two in his last 23 fights. That's a crazy record. He, he's a beast, and you know, last person to dominate him was King Mo, who I think has much better wrestling than Musasi. Uh, but something about Machida's right now it just looks unbeatable. I mean, mm-hmm. well, except for uh, John fu- Jones, except for John Jones. But you know, I, I'm going with Machida at 185. I think at 185 is the right weight class for him, and. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a good fight. It could be a great fight. One of those fights that I, it, it could go either way. 
Uh, Francis Carmont, who he stole my bonus in it, Toronto. It stole your bonus, <laughs> yes, in Toronto. Who's seven and zero? His last seven fights. Jacare, what fight? That was one that you knocked out. Um, Sean Pearson. You knocked out Sean Pearson and went yeah, and to Carmont. Yeah, and then front kicked Randy and knocked his tooth out and got the hundred twenty nine thousand knockout of the night. Son of a uh, largest. Yeah, you could have got chin implants. Um, <laughs> so, Carmont is seven and zero. He's taking on Jacare, who submitted fourteen of nineteen people, twelve in the first round. He's five and zero. So both these guys are combined twelve and zero in the last two fights. I am going with Jacare. By the way, Brazilians are 65 and 23 in Brazil against foreign opponents, just so you know. 65 and 23, which is like uh, how old Jake's going to be when he finally settles down and how old <laughs> she's going to be. So, but who do you like in that fight? Uh, I like Jacare as well. He, I, he's just a monster. I think he's going he's gonna to come out and, and do what he does, take him down and submit him. He's, and he's one of the best you know, jiu-jitsu practitioners in the, in the sport. You? I'll go with the alligator. Jacare! Okay. Yeah, yeah, I just like him. Oh, and we I, haven't I, got your opinion. I, I love his fight style. <laughs> yes. I haven't been watching the fights lately, so. Awesome. Happy to have you. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> but, I mean, but you see Machida fight. You see, you see Musashi yeah, no, I, fight. I, I, I like Machida, especially at, at 185. He looked really good, so, you know, for sure. I mean, I haven't seen Masashi fight in a while, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, smart money would be on Machida. Yeah. If you look at Styles, too, you know, Masasi's very straightforward. He's very in front of you. He's not very fast. Machida's extremely fast. He's a technical striker. I, you know, I just I don't see the way. Didn't he, he beat Queen Latifah his last fight, too? <laughs> that guy, Ayer Atifa, right? Remember? That, that was him, right? That was Latifi. Queen Latifah. <laughs> he did. He beat Queen Latifah. It was a tough fight. And then uh, the third... Uh, there's a lot of fights on this card. Actually, seven of them are on Fight Pass, which is great. So now um, they're, they're really stepping it up on Fight Pass. Uh, is uh, Eric Silva is taking on Takanori Sato. Eric Silva's average fight time is 4.59, which is actually the lowest among UFC fighters. It's coming off of uh, a loss to uh, Don Kim, which was... Same as dates that Adam goes on, but... 459, yeah, it's pretty much how long it lasts before they run away. Uh, he, lost, he lost to Dong, which was uh, the, actually the best Asian Dong I've seen in a while. He was, he was killing Dong, and then Dong came back in that fight. That was, that yeah, was I crazy. I couldn't believe that. I think Eric Silva ended up getting knocked out by, by Dong Young Kim, but again, he was dominating the fight, you know. Killing him. Crazy. He was beating up that dong like I've never seen him. <laughs> That's but, uh, and Sato is 8-0-2 eight and, eight oh and two in his last 10 fights. He's a black belt in judo and sumo, which is kind of strange that he's a black belt in sumo. Right? You're being serious? Yeah. It okay, said he's a black belt in, in No, there. he said he's a black belt in sumo. <laughs> How is that possible for a guy who's one, what, one, 155, right? Or the 170? Uh, Eric Silva is mm-hmm. one, 170. 170. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a small sumo. <laughs> He's no Yokozuna. <laughs> no Yokozuna. So who do you think wins this fight? Uh, Eric Silva. He, he should. Again, I don't like to use that word should, but it, this should be a, a a very winnable fight for him. Yeah. And you? Yeah, I think so. I don't really don't know too much about Sato. I know I like Eric Silva, though. And this is actually his first fight in the UFC, and they're putting him on the, the main card. Are they the giving f- him an alley-oop? Eric Silva. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I mean, this right. guy's. Well, this guy's. I mean, anytime he guy's a black belt in judo and sumo and he's 8 and 0. What? You're rolling your eyes? Why? No, the, the term black belt gets thrown around. I just, I don't know. I'm not, I not taking anything. I don't know anything about this guy, so I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying that. Does it really get thrown around? It does. I mean, there's. 
there's there's good black belts and then there's black belts and then there's just people. what's the most impressive black belt to you, in your opinion under who um i've rolled a lot of really good black belts you know i mean it, so he, like under Keon and henner or the grace academy are two of the best guys i've rolled with um you know, I've been down to Brazil at Novignon too. Those guys are amazing. Um, it just depends. Too. There's, there's guys who just completely, you know, sport jiu-jitsu, like Braulio Estima, one of the amazing guy that I've rolled with. So what are, who are some of the weakest black belts? Who's, who's a black belt? You're like, okay, here's a, here's a black belt. <laughs> there's some at our gym, actually, in rain. I can't get Really? Names. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're not a black belt. A guy comes in and says, I'm a black belt from... Uh, well, he is, but you're like, I don't know. You know who, who gave it to you? Yeah, Mickey Mouse black belt. <laughs> Mickey Mouse black belt. Yeah. Uh, really? So it's one of the guys that comes in. He's like, I got this black belt from this local academy. That's yeah, at well, the, he at, like, is the, a black belt, but you're just like, I don't know how or who or huh, why. I like a Kimura. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small world after all. Huh, I wouldn't want to paint it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great Stephen Wright joke. Um, so, all right. The fight of the, the, actually the fight that I'm looking forward to the most is. Uh, Winterly? Uh, Jalen Vanderlei. No, but on this card, oh. actually, it's uh, Cristiano Marcelo against uh. Joe Proctor. Uh, I think that's going to be fight of the night because Marcelo, uh, while he did uh, beat, what's his name, uh, Crazy Horse back in the... You ever see that Crazy Horse fight? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When it was, it was like at some old Pride event. You ever see that fight? No. Marcelo is fighting cra- Charles Crazy Horse Bennett, right. who uh, was one of the most exciting fighters I've ever seen, based on the fact that his 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 style was just. If you if you don't know who Charles Crazy Horse Bennett is, Google him. He just th- th- throws crazy yeah, gang punches. It could have been a could have been a great fighter if he actually would have taken his life seriously. I think he's been arrested twelve times. He knocked out KJ Noons, and mm-hmm. then one of these guys where he like never trained. You know, came into every fight pretty much unpre- un- unprepared. Under style, it said, like, what was this, like, street fighting? One of those guys <laughs> in street fighting. But he's fighting this guy, Marcelo, in the back of the day, and all the Brazilians are there, mm-hmm. and they're all giving Marcelo instructions what to do during a street fight. Uh, and Marcelo eventually puts him to sleep with the triangle. Um, but uh, the myth is that Crazy Horse knocked out Vanderlei. The myth is that tape is thing, and Crazy Horse... Threw a, a crazy punch, knocked out Vanderlei Silva, kind of sucker punched him, and that's the word on the street. That's why Charles always like you only uh, the only fight you've ever fought in Pride that wasn't fixed was against Crazy Crazy Horse Bennett. Like he actually says that all the time. Anyway, <laughs> so Marcelo is one of these guys that has amazing jujitsu, mm-hmm. but his stand up is I wouldn't say rudimentary, but it's uh, it's just throw suspect as, as keep your hand, your chin very high. And just <laughs> throw crazy punches, which make for great fights on World Star hip hop, but not necessarily. <laughs> or know. the barbecue. I mean, have you seen this guy fight, right? <laughs> yes, I have. Am, am I saying anything that's not right here? No, no. He, you know, he's actually one of the old school shootbox guys too, one of Hafele's students. But he's a phenomenal black belt in jujitsu, like one of the best, probably. Um, but I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with Cristiano in this fight against Proctor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Proctor is a guy from coming the Ultimate Fighter. He fought uh, Ramsey Nijam. Have you trained with Proctor before? I haven't. No, I have. But I think it will be fight of the night. You've called actually fight the, fight, <laughs> the past few fight of the nights. Adams called it, and they've been spot on. Yeah, because I, well, I, you could look at sometimes you look at it on paper. You're like, all right, these guys no defense, you know. And, and Marcelo is one of those guys. Anybody that, you want to call out, Adam? Like 
Brendan Schaub. Oh, Brendan oh, Schaub. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, man. I'm kidding. I hung out with Callan last week at the award show, and I asked him, like, why does Brendan Schaub hate me so much? And he's like, I talked to him for half an hour trying to get him to like you. I'm like, all right, you know what? I don't, I don't care anymore. People aren't going to like me. I have to accept it. Not everyone's going to like me. But some people aren't. Some people are. Right? Is that, how do you deal with haters on the... Do you, do, do you have <laughs> surfing haters? You don't care, right? No. I could care less. Do you get people on the internet that are like, hey, oh, yeah. you know? I get them all the time. Uh, uh, what do they say? Like, you only you can't hang 10 or something? What, uh, what are they? Oh, <laughs> you know, I, get, I get people telling me to come to the local beach all the time. Come to the local beach? Yeah. Come here. We're going to kick your ass. Really? Yeah. And you're like, Calabunga? How, how, how do you? I'll be there next week. Really? But you're not, you're not really going to go to fight people at their local beach? No, I just show up just to go surf. So if someone calls you out, says, come to my local uh, beach, and you show up to the beach? Well, not... Not going out of my way, but they'll see, like, I'm coming there, and they're like, oh, we'll see you when you get there. I'm like, okay. We'll Do you guys, when I get there. Are guys ever there to challenge you no. or no? No, no one's ever there. There's keyboard, so many, there's keyboard so many tough guys. internet tough guys nowadays. Oh, it's no. funny. I, didn't I think they just surfing. do it just to. It's probably one of. It's probably all my friends just. <laughs> <laughs> there's some friends. Yeah. Well, all right. I will be uh, headlining Vegas to LA Comedy Club in two weeks. Uh, I'm at this Saturday night. I'm at the John Lovitz Comedy Club in Universal uh, Universal City Walk. Eight o'clock show. Uh, you could follow me MMA Roasted or at Adam Comedian or AdamHunter.com. The MMA Awards are on Fox Sports this Friday night. Anything you want to plug? T-Rex? I'll be at the Ha Ha Cafe this Friday. Valentine's and, Day? Yep. Nice. Where's that little, at? It's uh, in North Hollywood on Lancashire. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and uh, ToddRex.com. Jake, anything you want to plug? No, I'll be, uh, if you didn't know, I'm back April 26th at UFC 172. Nice! So I'll be okay. back. But We expect tickets. <laughs> May I, we'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll Where is it? Yeah. It's in Baltimore. It's in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. And, and then you've, uh, you, you'll be in the ocean. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> so thank you. sharks in the nose. It'll be punching sharks. Thank you guys so much for, for listening. Uh, take care and have a great week. Later. Later.